powered from the Perdomo Cigar Studios on uh, Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting outside Brisbane, Australia, Calgary, Alberta, and the Drew Estate Studios inside Minneapolis. It is episode 61 of the Primetime Jukebox. Tonight, we are joined by John, the cigar surgeon from Developing Palettes, Matt Ty and Garrett Robinson from How About That Cigar, to talk cigars and music from the past year. And as always, the Primetime Jukebox is sponsored by Perdomo Cigars, awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal. The Perdomo 20th anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th anniversary blend requires tobaccos have been carefully hand-selected and are well-aged for a minimum of eight years. Perdomo anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sun-grown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combining these beautifully bourbon barrel-aged wrappers with thick, high-priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each band the balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigar is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly claimed cigar brands include the Perdomo State Selection Vintage, the Perdomo Double H 12-year Vintage, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary, the Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary, Perdomo Abano Bourbon Barrel Aids, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Immenso 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the new Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And I want to mention JRE Tobacco. The authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the golden age of cigars, Cuba was the leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it is one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamastron Valley in Honduras, Julio Arroyo took on the challenge of growing Corojo from the original seeds, and in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corojo back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the JRE Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Corojo. Now with JRE Tobacco, Julio and son who still bring their very own brand to market, each containing that authentic Corojo leaf. Aladino is available in 100% authentic Corojo Puro, San Andres Maduro or Ecuadorian Connecticut shade representing the golden age of cigars from 1947 to 1961. Try one today and, uh, and get one at your local retailer. JRE Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every draw. And I want to mention Aganorsa Leaf. Great leaf makes great cigars. Aganorsa Leaf stands out because of the distinctive flavor of our Corojo 99 and Criollo 98 seeds cultivated a Cuban agronomist on the best lands of Jalapa and Esteli, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of our JFR, JFR Lunatic, Guardian of Farm, or Casa Fernandez cigars, you experience the unique taste and aroma that makes Aganor Salif special. Smoke one today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganor Salif. And finally, we want to mention Drew Estate. Drew Estate's about to make someone a whole lot richer. During its latest freestyle live show on the company's Facebook uh, page, Drew Estate announced it will hold a Bitcoin sweepstakes with numerous incredible prizes for upcoming freestyle live events, including a grand prize of one full Bitcoin for a lucky fan to be announced during the February 17th, 2022 edition of Freestyle Live. Entry into the unheralded Drew Estate Bitcoin sweepstakes is simple. During three of the company's shows, October 15th and November 11th, and now upcoming on January 20th, 2022, the company will randomly select the names of five people who attend the online show and comment during specific times in the, each broadcast as potential winners of an assortment of fantastic prizes. The five winners of the three shows will create a contestant pool of 15 people eligible to win the grand prize Bitcoin. 
For more information, check out www.drewestate.com or check out Drew Estate's Facebook page. And remember, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network of shows, as well as the California Studios of the Primetime Show, is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Primetime Jukebox, Episode 61, a mid-January edition. Great to have everyone aboard here today. This is Will Cooper. I'm on the black stage in the uh, Perdomo Cigar Studios, and I'm joined, uh, we'll introduce my co-host and friend from the other side of the world and the other hemisphere, Dave Burke. Hello, Coop. We got a lot of countries represented today. Which yeah, I'm very we, excited we, about. We do. We have uh, three countries, four time zones. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, and I, and we have like three U.S. time zones, by the way. So we have three of the four U.S. Uh, because John, even though he's not in the U.S., he he, he is in one of our time zones. That, that time zone's in the U.S. Ah, uh, you're in a freedom time zone, John. That's very nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna intru- I'm gonna introduce everyone so we can kind of uh, get everyone going right now. Uh, first of uh, all, we have uh, the man we call the conscious Canadian. They also call him the star <laughs> surgeon uh, from Developing Palettes. He's the one and only John McTavish. Thanks very much for having me on, guys. As the uh, person who has one of the lowest music IQs in the industry, I appreciate you keep inviting me back. <laughs> uh, it's always a pleasure. I enjoy uh, the show. Uh, we are. It might not look it, but we are actually quite comfortable up here in the Great White North Studios. We're dressed for time. The weather is perfect. It's only it's 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 45 degrees. Hey. Freedom. It's fine. Freedom. That's right. Uh, so uh, and then coming across from the uh, great state of Minnesota uh, from how about that cigar coming back first? Matt Ty. How's it going? There you go. <laughs> how about that? And making his uh, jukebox debut, uh, his partner in crime, Mr. Garrett Robinson. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, no, pleasure to have you guys. And guys, welcome to Primetime uh, Jukebox. We do appreciate it here. Uh, and uh, this is, uh, for folks that are, this is our anniversary show. And um, we're going to recap the year in music and cigars. Um, so if you're familiar with both, you'll have some fun. And if, maybe mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with one or the other, you can learn a little along the way. Uh, I think that's the goal here tonight, Dave, for sure. Mm-hmm. No, I'm very excited. We have a couple things in the beginning to get through. Yep. And then it's off to the races. But yep. um, I want to mention on the Cigar Jukebox website. So I got a top 50 of top 50 tracks of 2021. And I'm about halfway through the uh, top 50. Oops, I missed tracks from 2021. So they're tracks I heard about after I made the list um, that came out. So you'll have a, if you listen to both, you'll have a top 100 of 2021. So you'll be able to get some tracks and i also yesterday just posted a feature on glamuary that is the all hair glam rock january (laughs) oh i love it i love it i'm in yes (laughs) so i put on the top 10 tracks to listen and celebrate glamuary so you can check that out um i've been put and uh surgeons when we get to surgeons music it'll fit it fit nicely with uh, oh yeah (laughs) yep very true very true uh, and then, you know, Dave, just so you know, is once you're done with the Oops List, the Coop uh, Top 10 album, what I call the New Oldies, which are basically established artists who had very good albums in 2021. That will start the countdown on Jukebox. So I finalized that list, but we're going to let the Oops List play out first and we'll finish that yep. part out. Uh, now allow me to finish some of the Coop stuff on the cigar end. So it kind of works out. Yes. Yep. 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 And if you looked on the site, there's been a couple of deaths in music since the last show yep 
the first one, Michael Lang, and you may or may not know who Michael Lang is. He was one of the co-creators of Woodstock in 1969. Um, he passed away, I think, a couple weeks ago. Um, so, I mean, it's one of the most iconic music festivals ever, uh, Woodstock. They grossly underestimated the amount of people that were going to come. Um, what's interesting is not just who they got to come and play, but, like, who was supposed to play that couldn't make it. So, like, Joni Mitchell, like, members of the Beatles. It was like John Lennon had the FBI after him. So, like, he didn't even come into the country, and there was, like, all this sort of interesting stuff. But... Um, so he he passed away, but it was good, you know, just to sort of look back on that time. Um, some songs I have is Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young with Woodstock, Jimi Hendrix's Star Spangled Banner, which is iconic. And then Joan Baez with Joe Hill. Joan Baez, I really like and played there. There's a soundtrack that you can get of performances from Woodstock. It's like four albums, I think, or something, maybe even more. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to give a give a. Shout out to Woodstock and to Michael for the word. I think he co-created it with maybe like four other people. Yep. So it was like a group of people, but he was a driving force in that. And then you wrote a you wrote a segment on this coop with uh, Ronnie Specter passed yeah. away maybe like five days ago or so. Yeah. Um. Ronnie Specter, uh, best known uh for being the front woman for the Ronettes. Um. She died. She was a lot older than I thought. Actually, I you just I never thought of her as. 78 you know being 78 mm. but you know she's been she's been performing for a long time um and i think a lot of people um you know again no hole with the ronettes he had huge success there um the name specter is because she married uh the late bill specter um who had his you know eventually they divorced and he went on to have massive problems after that yes. <laughs> so um but when you know after kind of the split he left the ronettes and really i think he kind of faded and then she had a couple of um, comebacks, namely Eddie Murphy, Eddie, Eddie Money, Eddie uh, Money, yeah, Eddie Money, Take Me Home Tonight, uh, also with the Misfits. And then she had another resurgence in the 2000s as well. Um, but I think her work with the Ronettes kind of solidified her place in yeah. music history. And it was, um, you know, she wasn't ever going to that was never going to be gone. But uh, but yeah, she she died. Um, apparently it was, it was from cancer and she was 78 years old and uh you know, that's the first big loss of the you know one of the first big losses of the year, along with obviously Michael Lang. I think the I think the songs I thought of is "Do I Love You" is one, but "Be My Baby" is probably the most well known. It's it, just a killer song. It was so well known that Eddie Eddie Money "Take Me Home Tonight." You know, yeah, he, he brought her in, and part of the lyrics were inspired by that. You know, so uh, yeah, I mean that's a good that, "Be My Baby" is a killer track though. That's the best way mm. to put it. It's just beautiful. Now, the last one before we get into what we're smoking, postponed Grammys. I like people's thoughts on the Grammys, like everybody's thoughts on the Grammys. I am notoriously anti-Grammy. We, we were very anti- we, we destroyed the Grammys on a previous show. This was a mercy killing. I'm hoping actually they just don't even have a ceremony. <laughs> I mean, what do you like, Matt and Gary and then Surgeon? What do you guys think of like Grammys like those that as a awards show, I guess? I think it's uh, it hasn't been very relevant since the, the mid to late nineties. I don't mm. think it's, I, th I think it's uh, um, an opportunity for the, the d shot callers in the music industry to get together and write off a mm. fancy dress and tuxedo and yep. 
events and have have bottles of champagne and bottles of expensive bourbon and scotch and fish eggs fish eggs and pat each other on the back oh. um, the only the only thing that i will kind of be in support of the grammys is if you are an artist um a Grammy is something that that's special to any artist who who works hard to get there. And I and I don't want to minimize anyone who's received a Grammy ever. And I know that by not having that award does crush some artists. Uh, so that's the one angle I try and look at when I'm looking at it objectively. But as a consumer of music, um, the Grammys, like Matt said, hasn't meant a thing of beans to me for several years. No. How about you, Serge? Audiences might be surprised by this, but I used to have Grammy parties every year. It was one of the things I was looking forward to. However, really? and I've, I've, I've spoken about this before, wow. 1989 is a year that will live in infamy forever when Metallica was, was screwed out of the best metal album, one of the best metal albums ever released, and Justice for All to Jethro Tull that was the day the Grammys died for me. That's still one of the most insane award show decisions of all time. I mean, it, crazy. It, 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 it was it would be like if you're a hockey fan, it would be like going back to 1985 and they're listing the MVP for the year. And it's not Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> oh, that's nuts. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what one thing really quick that I'll 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 say that I do like about the Grammys and a lot of other music award shows. And they've been the good thing is that I like about this. They've been doing it for a long time. It's not a new thing where they'll bring artists together from very disparate uh, genres of music mm -hmm. to play a collaboration on yeah. live yeah. on stage. And I absolutely love that. Yes. We did mention that actually on our, on our show when we did that, Matt, that like I mentioned, it was, that is one of the highlights that will be missed not having a live show. There's no doubt. I, I totally, and Garrett, I also agree head on with your points as well. Um, it, it, I guess this is like a Scarfishinado thing. You know, mm. we, we say all the stuff, you know, Scarfishinado certainly has their share of criticism, but you know, you don't want to take away from any cigar maker who gets it. You're very happy for a cigar. Right. Maker who gets it. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Absolutely. You make. I, I like, I like what you said on that. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see where the Grammys go from here, because like you said, I think they're losing in relevance, um, especially with how many different outlets you can get music through now. Like, I don't know we how relevant it is. Um, they're postponing this one. I think I read Coop. It's like indefinitely, but I don't yeah. know what that means. Like, well, because the, next couple months or something. Well, here's the problem. It was being scheduled to be held in the Crypto.com Arena in L.A., which is totally booked up with with the uh, Clippers, Lakers, and Kings like yeah, every problem. night, right? So um, the problem is either they have to wait till after the, those seasons are over or go somewhere else, Man. and that's what they're trying to figure out right now. I think they will have it, um, mm. but um, we'll see. I mean, I think they want to keep it in L.A. You don't want to take it away from the city. I doubt that, you know, they want to have all the artists go to Nashville or something like that, you know. Most yeah. of the arts are probably based in L.A. to do that. Um, but, uh, you know, I thought it like Dave and I went through the nominations this year, guys. And I, oh, but, but it, they were terrible this year. I mean, mm -hmm. it was just so much egregious 
like you just scratched your head and said what there were like categories where they nominated nine nine there were nine nominations yeah, but I and, four. And, and like yeah like what are you doing giving participation trophies out here it was it was bad this year so i'm hoping you know again i hope the artists could get what they you know their awards they want obviously but uh you know hopefully they fix this going forward because they, they've got, they, they're gonna have everybody to deserves that, a trophy coop everybody that's deserves, right yep <laughs> <laughs> well I, honestly that's, honestly that's where I think we that's started what, to go wrong and i think that's exactly <laughs> what they're doing here is like for record and song of the year Someone, look, it, what's the most important thing in the music? You have a Grammy award. What's the second most important one? Have a Grammy nomination. Mm-hmm. And that's why I kind of felt this was going a bit. And, because an American Music Award isn't as, it's, it's, it's like, it isn't as important as a Grammy. That's what I'm kind of getting at. It's, it's a nice award to Are have. Is still a thing? They're, yeah. They're oh, American Music Awards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't even, honestly, I'm not joking. I didn't realize no. it was still a thing. I think, well, I, mean, I think a lot of these award shows are losing. Yeah, they are. The Even more the and ad- more artists control the media themselves. I think a lot of these things are losing. So I'd be interested to see, like, if they delay it and they get that break in momentum, like what ends up happening with the with yeah. the show. Even but. Davidoff's awards went kind of down on the last year. They had them. Well, I've, ta- well, I've talked about this. Right? No, Davidoff does a wonderful job presenting it, right? But the acceptance speech is going 20 minutes. We're a problem. <laughs> like, we we, we like might it. be returning to that company later on in the show. Oh, oh no, we're no. never. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all right. Shots yeah, let's, get, let's get into it before John just sets the whole studio on fire. fire too early. Yeah. yeah. I need the police. I'm being attacked by a Canadian. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what are we? What are we smoking, Coop? Get in there. All right. I guess. Uh, am I kicking this off? So I, oh, oh, yeah. You can kick it off. Let's go around. All right. I um. All right, so let me say this right. Skip Martin, like every year, finds a way to beat the media up. Okay, I just want to say, like, so if you guys remember the famous Skip, you know, if you're gonna name a number one cigar, you should be buying the box of the cigar. Oh, well, I have actually implemented that since he said that. Right, so this is like the I think it's the third year I've done it now. So I have my Rocky Patel Winter Collection uh, uh, Robusto ready to go. I'm pulling the first one out of the box. Uh, so nice. yes, this, this was a bought box. It was not provided as a sample. Why we're, why we're still having this conversation in 2022 about samples and sponsors. I don't know, but, but yes. So yeah, I got mine. I think what Skip also said is if you like it, you should buy me a box. Like, I think that's, well, you got some, you got some coming. Yeah. You guys got some coming. <laughs> I'll share There's, That's not a problem. Yeah, but your custom rates are killing and, and shipping rates. Are gonna yeah. Kill one, one for border oh. forces, one for Dave, one for border forces, one for Dave. Yeah. I mean, oh, right. can you can you get any t shirts sent to you, Dave? Well, well, not they suspended the post, so now mm-hmm. I have to get it like, um, Priority like a post. certified post. Yeah, yeah. So the, and there's no way those things make it through on the skate. Yeah, yeah, border border force border force in Australia is not as. Uh, Shall we say lackadaisical or relaxed as uh, the the Canadian border services might be? I gotta I say though, sh- term, oh, sorry. When I hear the term border force, I hear this like Voltron style theme <laughs> oh, song yeah. in my head. Ah, border force, border, border force. force. They got, I mean, they got their own TV show, man. They got their <laughs> they and, do. It's, and it's a hoot. It's a real hoot. It is. Well, I gotta I gotta give a shout out to all my customs brothers and sisters because. I always tell people declare cigars on it like nothing. get Nothing sneaks through. If you say like, you know, candles and it's cigars, then you're in a whole other world of problems. 
because now you've lied on like a federal document. So <laughs> right. just declare it. Just declare. Um, and I, I got a, I got a package once that wasn't stopped, and I opened it, and inside was a letter from Customs that thanked you, thanked me for my honesty on the declaration form and let Gotta it go like through. Got like yeah. that. They're like, thanks for your honesty. This one's free. Love it. And I was like, woohoo. Dope. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll go. We'll go with you, Serge. What do you got, Surgeon? What are you smoking? So uh, everyone's got their ranking. But of course, uh, Developing Palettes has not yet released the ranking. Uh, we're tempted to release it after the, the like later in the month, just as a form of protest. Uh, but we've decided we're going to we're going to release it on Monday. Um, so this is this is a cigar you may right. very likely see in the top 25. It's the uh, Hoya de Nicaragua Dos Cientos. Uh, it's a great cigar. Uh, I mean, no surprise, Hoya de Nicaragua. It's been a I mean, they really only had one miss last year, which was was a bit of a surprise mm. for us. Um, they make great cigars and, and this is certainly no different. And I was like, you know, we're going to have a bit of a long show. This is a good cigar for for a nice long show. Yeah, you should release it in November. Cigars of the Year 2021, <laughs> November 2022. I, I would be okay with June. June seems <laughs> like the right month for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, how about... So, Matt and Garrett, what do you guys have? I saw... I see Matt. So I don't see Garrett. I'd be excited. Be surprised. It, it, yeah, it's updated. He's got his... Up, but, uh, yeah. Oh! Oh, wait, you have a box. Oh! Because it's so good, baby. The it's Aladino Cameroon. I have heard a lot about that. The Lonsdale. I've heard a lot about that cigar. That is a great pick, by the way, guys. Um, I love that blend. It's, it's a it's a cigar so good that even Aaron can't find anything bad to say about it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's, it's super consistent and just delicious. So that's uh, that's what we're both smoking. And we have some follow up cigars yeah. if because these these burn these burn fast. So oh, do they? Yeah. yeah. So it's that Honduran, man. You know, it's Honduran. Honduran. It's 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 a little low. It's lower elevation, so it burns a little faster. Yeah. I gotta so, track that cigar down. I've heard a lot of good things about that cigar. I don't have any more Lonsdales, but uh, I think I have some. Like, I could get you some. Like, you, there was one in the. Do you have any of the Dave? Do you have any of the um, the Coop sampler packs? Yes. There was there was the Robusto. Oh no, the, I, the, I. Oh okay. Yeah, but that was the Robusto, not the Lonsdale. Yes. Yes, it was. It was quite good. I have Lanceros I could send you, which the Lancero made number eleven on the coupe list this year. Oh, so I have some Lanceros I could throw in with your with your shipment. Lancero was also quite good. The Lancero, oh, yeah? I would say, yeah, the Lancero is really good. Uh, I like the Robusto, but the Lonsdale. I mean, you, you honestly can't go wrong with that line, in my opinion. Mm. It's just a matter of what you prefer to smoke. Yeah, and despite what Ronnie Haisha says, that was a great list you had. So. Don't I'm not going to let anyone. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's not it's not it's not the uh, consumer choice beer awards. It's it's the if you enjoy a product and you have yeah. a discerning palate, uh, I challenge you to find a cigar on that list. You would not smoke and enjoy. You know what it was? I looked at that. And I, there was only one cigar I probably didn't like on the list, but I mean, to get nine out of ten, I'm like, that's pretty good. Um, And uh, again, you know. It's not that it was a bad cigar. Sometimes it's just something that's your flavor profile is what I'm saying. So yeah. honestly, I, it was a solid list, guys, that you did. Really, really nice work on it. Like I said, you guys should be very proud of that. So, uh, I And mean, if you can't yeah. sell them, maybe you just need to be better at cigar sales. Just oh. Oh. Well, well, just, I, just I, wait until uh, you guys hear the track that I'm going to be dropping later oh, nice. in a couple I'm weeks. Loving it. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, only well, Matt and Coop have have uh, seen or heard the lyrics. And Garrett wrote a diss track. Nice, nice. a diss nice. track. Yeah. This is going to be like hip hop beef. I love it. Uh, I, I am not going to give anything away other than Garrett is a genius. Is what I'm just going to say. <laughs> beef, beef, wow. beef tracks are the backbone of the music yeah. industry. Yeah. yeah. Well, I am smoking number three on your list, and that's a stolen throne crook of the crown. Oh, nice. What I you have. Had have you had it before? Your first time? No, not before. I I listened to your show. I ordered some. Uh. And no, they're really good. I've always tried to track them down. I've found them hard to find in places that ship to Australia. Yeah, sure. But I found them. It's very good. Um, I just really it's really it's got a good body. It's a bit of spice, a bit sweet. I love the band. The band's hot. It's yeah. a great cigar. So, you know, I really like it. Good deal. Glad you like that one. Yeah. All right. Let's start to just rip it. Let's just rip and tear coop. Are we are we all set? Oh, yeah. Let's get into it. All right. So, yeah, this is going to be what we're going to be doing for everyone tonight, folks, is we're going to um, do music and cigars. And, and basically, they'll be intertwined, but we'll be kind of going uh, around the horn to each person. We'll get some thoughts and, uh, you know, everyone's welcome to chime in. And if, if, uh, Matt and Garrett, if you're looking at our notes, don't get scared. They're more for guideline points for a lot of us because there's mm -hmm. a lot. We have a lot of moving parts on this show. So don't get intimidated. We're not going to be here for seven hours. Uh, same with you, John. I think you've been through this a couple of times. So, or are we? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. Dave can't either. He'll run out of battery. So, so what we want to do, David, I'll have you kind of kick this thing off. Is just kind of let's set the table for how we want to kick off going back to 2021. Right. So this is just like general thoughts on 2021. Like you know how you found it. Just some general sort of overviews. I guess for me. Um, I just put like um, it's it's still a tough year, like 2020, 2021. Now, 2022 have just all blended in to like one very long year <laughs> for me because uh, I was supposed to travel to the States right before COVID hit. The, and the joke, the joke I heard, Dave, not. is it's it's March 20th, 625 days later. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think for me this year, like cigar wise, I had some big surprises with Blackbird, who I haven't had before um, and tried them out. And I really enjoyed their cigars. I mean, some I like more than others, but I think it's a brand that has a really bright future ahead of it. Um, the Postania Warbear was a big surprise for me. I really like that cigar and also a big year for Crowned Heads, which I found surprising. A lot of big releases this year for them. Um, I guess music-wise, lots of Doja Cat this year. If you like Doja Cat, this is your year. She had a record out. I think she featured on, like, four other big tracks. Uh, Nick Cave and Warren Ellis put out a record this year, which sort of dropped out of nowhere, an EP. I guess Nick Cave, they got bored over lockdown, <laughs> put together a, an album. So that was a big surprise. Uh, and, and Taylor Swift dropped... Uh, the red album is dropping more of her albums, so she's just releasing albums like constantly and so her, that that pace this year um and i guess for me i just some new bands for me snail mail at arlo parks little sims and uh we talked a lot about it but olivia rodrigo's driver's license has just like infiltrated my life <laughs> and I, I i just i can't i can't seem to steer away from it i always it, it just makes its way 
on somehow. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I can't help it. I've embraced it. I, I know. I, I don't I fight no, it. I have no get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess that's just generally for me. So even in a tough year, I mean, some really good things coming out music and cigar wise. Um, I, even though I, I'm assuming like the brands must be doing it tough with like shipping and events and, and everything. But no, I mean, Matt and Garrett, what did you what are your general thoughts on the on the year? Good. Um, so for us, we got to our first trade shows in uh, 2021 as a, as a team uh, for how about that cigar? And that was exciting. And I, I really felt like that was the next, you know, big step for us to, to take as a, as a media company. And it was, it was huge. The, the relationships and the things that happened at and after the show was nothing short of amazing. That is um, helped to build out a lot of other cool things, not only for cigar media, but also it helped to solidify some things that I've started changing for me career-wise. IT guy during the day and mm. in April opened up a brokerage. So brokering seven different brands from South Dakota to Ohio. Huh. And um, so navigating that process and how you know, we review cigars and, um, that's still kind of new, still trying to kind of figure that out. What's right. What's, what's not right. Um, and for anybody watching or listening, none of the cigars that I broker for ended up on our top 10 list. Just, just so everybody's aware. <laughs> um, so that, you know, that's cool and exciting. Um, the, the realization that, 2020, 2021 started this new cigar boom. Can we blame COVID? Probably. We can also look at the fact that there's a lot of really good tobacco out there and people are putting out a lot of great cigars. There's just a lot of good cigars out on the market right now. So I'm um, just excited about that boom. Musically, um, I'm not... Uh, lately over the last five ish years, I have not had my pulse, my finger on the pulse of, of new stuff. Um, and especially this last year, I just, I went into, to some of my old feel good things, like a lot of nineties hip <clears throat> hip hop, a lot of Nas, um, a lot of roots. Um, I did, uh, I got into like a, a Nina Simone and Stevie wonder type Ooh. situation with some Otis Redding and Bill Withers. Um, and then I did some crooner stuff, you know, where nice. I've got, you know, Frank and Dean and even Michael yeah. Buble. And I'm not mad at it. Good job, man. No. Love me some Buble. Um, and then so my one discovery from this year, and it was a he's, friend of ours. He's Canadian, eh? Is he? <laughs> Bubbles. Oh, yeah. I didn't good. He runs on the maple syrup then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You didn't know You didn't know that? I didn't know oh, that. Oh, sorry. I did not sorry. know that, bud. <laughs> <laughs> my one big discovery, uh, or I should say, actually, there's two big discoveries of music for me this year. Uh, two new artists to me. 
were um, Labyrinth and um, the Teske brothers. Yeah, right. Um, so that was uh, that was music for me uh, this last year. Nice, nice. Matt, uh, what about you? So yeah, get, like Garrett said, for a, a newer new-ish i don't know how long how much longer we can call ourselves a new cigar media organization i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to consult the committee on that one <laughs> really. um but you know to cover our first trade shows finally in 2021 was was pretty awesome um i don't i i i'll echo what garrett said i think there are a lot of really good cigars on the market but this particular year in 2021 i can't recall many new cigars where I went out of my way to buy a box or multiple boxes. I, I, I can recall quite a few that I bought five packs of, or that I pick up one or two of most of the times that I go into the shop, but, uh, newer releases, big box purchases. I don't remember a lot hmm. from this year. Hmm. Um, uh, it, it one of the big encouraging things, and this kind of bleeds into 2020 a little too, but one of the big encouraging things is it seems like more and more there's there's bigger cigar companies that are uh, embracing, recognizing, and utilizing new media like podcasts and review sites and things like that. And I think it's an incredibly encouraging thing. And I'm uh, very excited for what the future is going to even bring from that. Um, as far as uh, music goes, one of the, I, I told my wife this, that I wrote this on the notes and she laughed because she's a, also a mega fan. And that is, I am in love with Adele and I don't care who knows it. She is <laughs> nice. She is one, nice. She is one of the, she, she is one of the greatest voices of all time. And she is the absolute greatest voice of her generation, period. And second place isn't even close. She is, uh, and and she's just brilliant. The way she delivers songs, the way that she brings you into the story of the song that she's singing is incredible. Mm -hmm. um, I think Foo Fighters had a really good release early in 2021 with uh, um, uh, Medicine at Midnight. And uh, some good singles from there. Um, I think it was kind of under the radar, not necessarily a huge publicized release. Um, the I am really, I really would like to get into newer hip hop, but the older I get, I, I think maybe I'm getting set in my ways where I'm so in love with, like Garrett said. Hip, the best of the best hip hop from the nineties and even stuff from the eighties, there was, and early two thousands, there was such phenomenal hip hop out there. And it's not that the stuff coming out now isn't there for all I know, there's a lot of really fantastic stuff coming out, but I just find myself going back to the old stuff, mm -hmm. but one, one, uh, probably I think it was in the fall of last year. I got introduced through a random friends on Facebook that I haven't seen in years, but we, you know, uh, talk about stuff from time to time. And he said, you gotta, you gotta listen to this, this guy, Conway, the machine. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I've never even heard of him. So I go out and I look and he's really got some good tracks. So I've been enjoying that. Mm -hmm. Um, one called scatterbrain that I love. Um, 
but and I put a list of there's I, I've been getting into a lot of musicians who really only I mean, they do release albums and stuff and they go on tours, but they don't they're not big time like Grammy Award type people. They're people that mostly make their living from YouTube. So mm. there's Sierra Eagleson, Dirty Loops, Foy Vance, Teddy Swims, Leon Bridges, Black Pumas. And there's so many great artists out there that a lot of people have never heard of because they they stick to YouTube and and maybe a little Spotify. Yeah, Coop's a big uh, Black Pumas fan. Yeah, I like he got that. into Black Pumas with uh, last year. So yeah, they have yeah. that they have that throwback style, you know. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, which I like. Yo, Matt, one thing why you may have so many good points, but I'll just I'll talk on one on the music piece. Um, I went and started last year this thing called the new oldies list, right? Because I felt like there were all these established artists who've been around for a long time that never are getting hurt anymore, right? And what do you think? They suddenly stopped making good music. I mean, some of them are still making very good music. So I wanted to find a way to kind of recognize that as opposed to just kind of, you know, letting it fade under the radar. Because I think in, in this music age, it's the new person, it's the new flavor of the month who kind of is getting all the airplay, getting getting the promotions and getting the awards. So I just wanted to call a little attention to, to some of these other artists. Yeah. Hey, if you're if you're interested in what new music is out there, I know a website that puts together the top 100 tracks of the year. Dave, you, Dave you might, and look, uh, I'll say this: you go through Dave's exactly. list, you'll find you'll find something to listen to because he he covers a wide variety uh, on that list. Um, so, well, I, and Dave, I I echo what you said about Arlo Parks. I I love Arlo Parks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Speaking of something good to listen to, John the Cigar Surgeon. Yes, what sir. do you got? Yeah. <laughs> Well, talking about the cigar (laughs) side of things first, uh, you know, I think there was a lot of challenges in 2021. Um, You know, I think I think at the start of the pandemic, uh, a lot of us thought, you know, is this going to be really hard on the industry and and the consumption going through the roof? I suppose when you look back on it, it certainly makes sense. But looking forward at the time, uh, you know, it didn't seem like that was going to be the case because a lot of retailers were really going to be under a lot of challenges, a lot of business restrictions. Um, so, it's, I mean, it's really positive. It's really positive to see uh, the industry sort of rise to meet that challenge. But, uh, you know, with with as, as I've said on another show, I think we've been I think we've been spoiled a little bit with non-Cuban cigars um, because the quality has been, you know, you just assume it's going to be perfect. You assume the blend's going to be consistent. The draw is going to be perfect. It's going to burn. And and when you get a when you get a when, when you get a poor performing cigar, that's an that's an outlier. Because the industry has just consistently performed for a long time, but uh, 2021, there's a lot of pressures. I mean, it wasn't just pandemic. You know, there was there's a lot of political things going on, especially in Nicaragua. Hopefully, that doesn't get me uh, banned from the country. Um, you know, and there's a lot of tobacco challenges. There's there's factory challenges. So, you know, the fact that companies are still able to produce cigars, and some of them quite quite good, is 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 good. I mean, it's it's encouraging. Um, I had in my notes here that um, we've been critical in the past. We being developing pallets have been critical in the past about, uh, you know, big companies like General and Altidus uh, because they have a, a large, large quantity of inventory of tobacco. And so we've always said, look, they have the tobacco to make a really top performing cigar. They just sometimes choose not to. And it seemed like in 2021 that that script got flipped and, you know, they put out some pretty impressive cigars 
Um, and, and that's kind of a little teaser because we don't avoid the tease at developing palettes, a little teaser for the uh, top cigars of the year. There's going to be some eye, eye raisers on there. Um, but you know, we, we, we have a panel of four guys and, and if it can pass that panel of four, you know, I think that's, that's the gauntlet. So I was, I was impressed with some of the, some of the crop out of, uh, some of the bigger manufacturers in 2021. Um, but you know, uh, the, the sort of takeaway for me was that, uh, 2021 in, in, in general for new cigars was, was a downshift from 2020, which was a bit disappointing as a reviewer. Yep. So I have to review a lot of cigars. Mm. So uh, we had to break it up a little bit because um, it, it did get monotonous at times. Uh, music was a little challenging for me in 2021. I had a really, really tough personal year. Um, so I was basically just going from sort of one personal emergency to another. And so music wasn't really something that was afforded me a lot of time. I did try to catch, catch up with podcasts, but as Coop, mentioned or noticed uh i kept messaging him about content from like early 2020 and he's like what that show was like january 2020 i'm like no, yeah sure. I'm, I'm like uh, 16 months behind brother <laughs> so um yeah so I'm a, I'm a little behind on the music um you know 2021 uh you guys got to see the trade show that was the first uh pca i've missed since uh gosh 2012 Mm. Um, which was a bit of a drag. It was kind of a game time decision at the time. And uh, had I known what I knew, I would have gone, but it didn't work out. So going to try and reverse that in 2022. I'm, I'm scheduled to go to the TPE and uh, well, one week, be on a plane. Mm. And, uh, and then uh, of course the PCA trade show. So hopefully uh, kind of break that because it's been the longest stretch in two decades for me without a trip outside of the country. So it's, I'm, I'm, wow. I'm crawling the walls. I need to, uh, you know, yeah. Spread your wings, man. That's right. I need, yeah, I, need I need, I need, I need someplace warm, cigar friendly, where they play some, some Caribbean music, you know? <laughs> yes. A little mojito. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, I think John, you'll, if, if the 2022 show is anything like the 2021 show that Matt alluded to, uh, online media had our best reception at the trade show ever. Nice. Um, I think most people will, will agree with, with that. Um, and for guys like me who've been going for a long time, I can tell you it was it was a welcome thing. Um, so I think some of it had to do with the less traffic at the show, maybe cigar aficionado out there. But it could have still been as easy for companies to blow us off. And they didn't. Mm. So so they, so I'll just, you know, I'm, I'm going to look at the glass half full there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I might, I might be flying down with one t-shirt, one pair of pants and one set of socks, uh, depending on how the flight goes, but, uh, I am, I am pot committed and I will be there whether I'm stinky or not. So, you know, I intend, I intend to uh, attend. All right. I'll add my thoughts in for, uh, this, uh, my general thoughts. I'll, and I'll just keep these high level, but if anyone wants to talk more, we, we can expand on it. Obviously the supply and demand problem, uh, is something that we've seen demands increased. Uh, companies are struggling to keep up with supply. I think if you look at Europe right now and talk to people in Europe and uh, Habanos is having trouble keeping uh, getting products to the European retailers or Habano shops that have lots of empty shelves right now. Never, never been. They've never seen that in the history no. of. And, 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 yep, I agree. And Habanos Festival, I think it was canceled more because I think COVID had something to do with it, but I think they were having problems beforehand. So I, I honestly think that it might have been a blessing for them not to have not to have it this year um, because until they could get their get things back on track there. Um, I won't bore everyone with the details of this one, 
but all three of our trade associations underwent major changes uh, in either the executive levels or at the top. That includes CRA, PCA, um, which added Glenn Loop and Josh Havarsky officially in there. And then CAA, actually, they put a new president and a new chairman in there. So the, the three trade associations have undergone some pretty big changes this year. Um, and I'm just kind of curious to see what that's going to mean over the next year now. And then, you know, personally on the Coop team, we had uh, expansion. Uh, Aaron Nielsen and Ben Lee come in. We, we formed Smoking Syndicate. So, you know, that was a big change on the Coop team. Uh, music, I have two themes in here. Um, I think the big theme, if you had to take the big story in the music industry in 2021, was the uh, selling of catalogs, uh, artists selling their catalogs to these big uh, companies. Uh, a lot of this is being driven because these artists uh, are not doing as many live shows where they make a lot of money. Uh, it's been a bit of a seller's market to do it right now. And, um, you know, certainly these artists are not making well on the streaming rights. But just this past week, John Lennon, uh, John, John Legend sold his catalog. Bruce Springsteen did the big half billion dollar deal. Paul Simon, 200 million. Linda Ronstadt, uh, Wilson Phillips, Collective Soul, Lindsey Buckingham, uh, mm. Jellybean Benitez, who owns a lot of Madonna and Whitney Houston's work, uh, sold it. And even part of the, well, this wasn't a catalog sale, the Prince Estate, part of it was sold as well. So I think there's a lot, people are really, it's, a, it's definitely a seller's market right now in the music business and people are, are cashing in, especially the artists who are hitting about 70 right now. Yeah. Um, where, you know, their estate's not going to, you know, this is padding their estate and setting, setting the tone for the future uh, for things. So, and then the other one I mentioned was the, uh, were the, were the comebacks this year. I think there were four comebacks of note, Diana Ross, Duran Duran in the house, cheap trick. Uh, it's like, they certainly did. Okay. And then ABBA and ABBA's comeback was, I think, missed the boat by a mile. It was and terrible. It was terrible. How do you not bring the girls to the forefront? It was, it was awful. It's uh, it, it, the mu- it wasn't even the presentation. The music was bad. I'm sorry. The music I, I thought was some bad. of it. I thought the album was as bad as I originally thought, but some of it was there was, a you know, David, I took. Yes, it, it, it. This is this is what you waited 40 years to give everyone back. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. That was that was quite disappointing. I. uh I compared the vocal to that of someone reading a newspaper in a hostage video. <laughs> you know, All the emotive uh, foundation. That's yeah. brilliant. Of, of I love it. That's you, fantastic. You, I mean, but the thing is, I was so disappointed that you know, a virtual concert. I'm like, really? Um, you might you might as well just make a cartoon and, and just not even do it on stage. So and it was, you know, the and I, like I said the whole thing was the girls, right, because the girls have been kind of in the background. And apparently the way this was agreed to is the girls would not be in the forefront. They would be behind closed doors. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, if that's what you're going to give everyone, I think you're letting a lot of people down. So yeah. it was a letdown. I, I think uh, I'm glad Dave and I aren't the only ones to think this. <laughs> well, I have a bit more. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but we got. Favorite cigars. Now, what I did with this is because I like for music and cigars, you might be able to get stuff new. I never get anything new. Um, uh, so it's just like whatever you went to a lot this year. So your favorite cigars, it could be from this year. It could be like Cigar Aficionado. You just always put the Oliva Milano on your list, regardless of what year it is. I reckon that the Milano will make the list next year and the year after that. No, they made, they put the Maduro on the shit. <laughs> well, but it's Milano, though. <laughs> 
Um, you know, this has come up, Dave, just to, I don't know, we'll get to the, a lot of people have said, was asked a question I got asked was when was the last time Oliva didn't put something from the Serie V line on their list? Oh, that was Jesus. a really, that was a really good question. When I thought about that, I can't no, remember. I, I can't remember. I'm not, I have to go back and dig. I, I couldn't remember. But uh, the, this is just, yeah. Didn't the Serie G Robusto get like number 17 or something early on when they were doing a list? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a while ago. Yeah, but I want to say the last, te- at least the last decade, has been maybe nine out of the last ten years have been Serie B. Yeah, it may have been a G or an O slip in there, but that Serie G Robusto is one of my favorite. Fuck out, just cameras. Yeah, yeah, it's a good performing cigar. It's a good cigar. Dude, no one question. Of the most underrated cigars in any humidor. Yeah. 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 So these might not be your top three of the year. They might just be your favorites. So we'll kick off with you, Serge. What do you got, Serge, in for like three cigars that you have gone to a lot this year? So it's kind of um, a tale of two cigars, two, two, two categories. Um, I, I spent uh, quite a lot in 2021 smoking um, sort of rare-ish uh, regional Habanos. So, you know, um, Swiss or Hong Kong or... Ooh um Spain, uh, Spaniard, Spanish um so just kind of all over the place um because I have a good friend and he's willing to share uh so it was uh it was nice cuz um you know a lot of the a lot of the habano stuff that I has have is just kind of regular release um getting the fancy regionals are is it's kind of out of my out of my out of my grasp so that was nice um in terms of 2021 uh standouts and this, again, you know, we are not teaser-free at Developing Palettes. So you may <laughs> see these on the top 25 list airing on Monday. Uh, Monte Cristo 1935 anniversary. I thought that mm. was a, uh, a really well-done cigar. I was very impressed, uh, both in terms of balance, but also flavor profile. Whenever you can deliver flavor all the way through a cigar, to me, that's a sign of a well-blended cigar. And this is kind of... Uh, I didn't, I didn't really think about it, but of course, both of these cigars come from the same factory, which is Espinosa. Mm. Uh, so the first is the uh, protocol Ali at Nes Maduro. Mm. Uh, I think now I think Juan's favorite was the, was the natural um, for me. Mm. Then the Maduro just kind of just had a little bit more, yeah. little bit more juice, you know, mm-hmm. a little more juice. Uh, and then of course uh, the Espinosa 601 La Bamba warhead uh, seven, um, which Interestingly, uh, and there was a lot of debate on the panel about the strength and intensity of this cigar. And I actually thought right. it was a bit dialed back. It was. Um, yeah, yeah. Which which did the cigar a lot of favors. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Because I guess like the the other releases are so full throttle. Oh, yeah. That maybe that's why it was more. It was more, more yeah. noticeable for me that it was dialed back just compared to the other years. Yeah. Hey, John. There's even a more interesting stat about your three cigars. What do all three of those cigars have in common? They're not out of the same factory, are they? Yep. Oh, because, because, good. Because and I, and I, I fact-checked it before the show. So the Monty, that Monty 1935 Churchill was actually done at San Latano, along with the Warhead, along nice. with the Protocol Elliot Ness. And here's the other thing. The, I just did. I just It's coming public by the time the show's out. The number one average factory on Coop was the San Latano factory. You know, that's interesting, Coop. I'm going to have to go back and look at our data from Monday, but 
that we, we, we might have a, uh, we might have a factory of the year there. Cause uh, I think, I think we've got at least one other cigar on the list. Yeah. I mean, we have the, we have the coop, we have the coop awards right now. The, my average score doesn't translate to a coop award is what I'll say. Gotcha. But I can tell you San Latino was, is, is a finalist for that. It, they, that's factories had a great year. It's not, yeah. but they think AJ, everyone thinks the other factory and Estee, but that factory has been producing great cigars this year. And, and seemingly quietly, because I don't know that the, uh, I don't know that the San Latano factory was really put forward in terms of press releases behind those cigars. Yeah. No, you know? it, it's only recently mm. that they I think I think they've been doing I think other I think they've been doing it for a while and I mm-hmm. can't say for sure, but I think like this past year, like Altidus is now saying, okay, yeah, we're making it with AJ, but it's happening at San Latano. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Espinosa started doing it about a year ago as well. Uh, you know, but 601 was always made there uh, mm-hmm. since they started the relationship. Well, I know that Aaron does uh, go to the detail of, of putting the factory on our list. So we've got that data. So I might do a little crunching on uh, yeah. Sunday, Monday and uh, kind of see if we can, if we can get a, you know, top three factories based on, on their position on the list and see, see what that looks like. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I was surprised it was, uh, and actually they, they averaged over 90 on my list, which, wow. which uh, mm. is not common anymore. So. Well, yeah, I mean, like you said, the the Monte Cristo 1935 is a good example of where, uh, you know, I think the cigar would have done, that kind of a cigar would have done okay in years gone by. Um, but to me, uh, and I think it might have been on my personal list, and I don't have it in front of me, but uh, I think it might have been my number one cigar of the year on my personal mm. list. Right. Wow. So I yeah. liked it too. It was on. It made my it made my uh, top top list. It was twelve, which is very high on a coupe mm. list. So. Matt, Matt get in there. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I kind of went based on what I smoke, uh, what I've smoked a ton of in 2021, uh, what I did smoke a ton of in 2021. And for starting off with what we ended up naming Cigar of the Year is Aladino, Cameroon, Lonsdale. Yeah, I, baby. Um, uh, I think just during 2021, I think I went through two full boxes. Um, and I just, as you can Damn. see, I just re-upped and bought another refill. Um, and the the My Father Fonseca in the Coseco size, that was our number four cigar of the year. And I just, it's, it, the guys at the shop just put it in my locker at the shop, a brand new box of Coseco so that I, that I'm going to go watch football tomorrow and probably smoke five of those while I'm sitting watching football tomorrow. Um, and then one that is not on our it, it has not been on a list because we have not officially pu- published a review on how about that cigar.com is uh the crux to connoisseur number four mm. um mm. and i it's one of those that i'm like so just two weeks ago i think i was at our favorite local shop uh, well the shop that we go to the most because it's closest and we have good relationships with people there and every time i go there I, I grab, you know, I have stuff in my locker, but, and I'll also get a, a boxes here and there, but, you know, I'll go through and just grab kind of what I've been, what I'm in the mood for. And it's not, it was, it's without fail that I grab at least one of those Ducanosaur number fours. Mm. And then a couple of weeks ago, I, I, I was just like, screw it. I grabbed a five pack. And, and as I'm, as I smoked through the last of that five pack yesterday, I shit you not yesterday, I'm thinking to myself, why don't I just buy boxes of this cigar because you know i get the box discount and 
you know, I should just be buying boxes of this cigar. And those, those are really the ones that throughout 2021 that I just smoked over and over and over again. So those are mine. That, that my father, that's a good cigar. And that's sort of, yeah. I mean, you all like that on pallets too. Didn't you have a good, yeah, that, that Fonseca was very impressive yeah. Yeah. and, and, you know, not to knock the factory, but um, we were saying that, you know, it was kind of the most on my father's cigar, which, which was surprising mm. because, you know, you tend to get a fingerprint a DNA of a factory on that cigar. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people were saying, well, they're just going to take a, 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 bl- a blend that they already have, and they're just going to slap a Fonseca band. And it was very obvious to us that, no, that's not the case. They definitely worked that, that brand. Yeah. And they came out with what I think was a spectacular release in that yeah. Fonseca. I think I, if you haven't smoked it, you're doing yourself a disservice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, those number fours, what was interesting is um, I, w- I actually found some prototypes of those uh, with the old bands that I don't think ever got released. But they that's made. right. And, that's, I, and I found yeah. some of them recently in the house. Uh, so I have a few of them. But uh, the one thing is I was down at, I was down at the Crux Warehouse. Uh, now, Crux of Connoisseur number two is my cigar of the year. And yeah. in case he's great, you go down there and say, hey, is there anything you need to smoke? Right. And he's like, but before you ask, he goes and you can look for yourself. He's like. We have no number fours. He goes, they're just flying right now. Yeah. We, so that's the Corona Gorder size. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's a that's you can't go wrong with any of those cigars. That's a it, Casey's asked me on more than one occasion, what's your favorite crux? And I and, and it just it's a reflex to connoisseur. It's always yeah. the connoisseur. And he, and he and he always kind of looks at me and goes, really? I'm like, yep. The connoisseur, like to me, not that, you know, not that the rest of your line is bad. It's just that is the one that I just instantly that- gravitate towards. You know, that's it can make a Lancero my, yeah. hater mean love Lanceros. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yes. really, really yeah. that's what's so good about that line. And, mm-hmm. and those each of those three Panatello Lanceros, whatever you want to call them, they smoke different, and that's what's really cool about right. it. Right. And the Corona Gorda is a different animal entirely, I would say, too. But yeah. very but all excellent cigars. Yeah. Get in there, Garrett. All right. Well, so if if you would allow me this, if you would allow me Ooh. to give my my uh my my normal list and then my biased list if love it yeah go Go. all right so the the uh the list that i smoke from a consumer standpoint uh that number one cigar that when i found it i fell in love with it so much from last year and it was late but it was the furio tego generoso uh, the first time I had that cigar, it was angels singing. It was oh, wow. You no, know, that that cigar that you smoke and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful, and it's everything you hope because, I mean, that's a twenty dollar plus cigar, you know. Mm. And anytime you purchase a cigar that's in the high teens or higher, you're like, is this going to be a twenty dollar cigar? Is this going mm. to smoke like a twenty dollar cigar? So I tend to pay a lot more attention to a cigar I'm paying more money for. And Mm. that is one I have no issues paying the price tag for because it is delicious. So for me, I got as many of those as I could. And there were no free samples. So, you know, anyone out there who reviewing the Generoso, that was not a free cigar. Correct. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody got any. Yeah. That's a really good point, John. Um, my second one, I'm going to echo with John that money 35. Mm, I got to check that out, dude. It, um, such a good cigar. That might be my surprise cigar of the year. Um, Mm. because 
you know, and not to discount anything that, um, you know, that Monty has been putting out, but I think over the last couple of years that it's clear that they're really trying to um, put some real stank behind some of their new brands and, and new offerings that they're putting out. And that 35 was a home run in my opinion. So absolutely loved it. Uh, kind of similar story that Matt had with the connoisseur, same shop. I would, you know, be walking around and I would grab one off the Island and then I would grab another one. And, um, and I ended up, you know, I did buy a box. Uh, and then for my third, uh, what you're smoking today, Dave, the stolen throne. Yeah. Crooked crown. Uh, we're fortunate enough to have a shop locally that, that does sell them. And I bought a couple bundles and they're gone. Mm. Um, so that was my top three as a consumer. Now my biased three, here we go, <laughs> is, uh, the, the cigar and I mean, biased or not, the cigar that I love the most in the morning is the Aventura Queens Pearls. Number two cigar on Coop. Really? Yep. Nice. Number two, the cigar in the Corona. That is an unbelievable cigar. Yep. I'll, Barrett, go on. I'll let you talk more about it. No, no, no. That cigar in the morning with yep. coffee is, it is just special. It is unbelievable. And if I can really quickly jump in. Yeah. And as we learned when we had Nicole and Marcel on our show for a pairing show, Nicole knocked it out of the park when she recommended that I smoke that cigar and, and pair it with champagne. And it changed, oh, Lord. My, it changed my life. It was fucking, sorry for the yeah. language. It was incredible. Pair wow. that cigar with champagne. You will be absolutely floored. And how good that yeah. pairing is. Jeez. What's your good? What's your go-to Vitola on that? This is guess? high class. For for me, it's the Corona Gorda. Uh, I I love the Lancero, but but I think the Corona Gorda represents the blend best. But yeah. they're they're really close for me. And and to be honest, I uh, it would be really hard. I I prefer Lanceros as a Vitola generally, but mm. um, for me, really the Corona and the Lancero and the Queen's Pearls are equal. Um, so yeah, that is one of the I guess I one. That is one of the best Connecticut's come out in years. I mean, that is yes. that good a cigar. It was really in contention for cigar of the year with me. That's how good it was. It was no, I just was blown away by that cigar. And uh, I, Dave, I have to get more of those actually. That box I am out of because I did smoke through the box during my re-smoke. Mm. So, but I, it's it's one I buy boxes of. There's no mm. issue with that. Go ahead, Garrett. I'm sorry. No, no, that's quite all right. Uh, my other one is going to be the um, that I smoked a lot is the Amendola, um, the green um, cannoli. Mm. Mm. So Amendola's cannolis um, made from the Espinosa factory is a, a fantastic product. Um really all of them, the, the green, the red and the white, but the green for me just really hits fantastic. And then uh, third would be the uh, um, Espinosa Larange. Larange original, all right. Yeah. The original yeah. Larange. You can't go wrong with that. No, that's a great cigar. That is, that is a good cigar. 
Mm. Dude, what do you got? Okay. So here we go. Here we let go. Me, let me first go, and I kind of divided mine up a bit too, but a little different than Garrett. Um, there are cigars that I smoke that I would or say they're not cigars that you're eligible, but they're my stellar performers that I've had of the of the past year. Uh, and I have four. Um, the best performing cigar I've had in 2021, without question, was the Casa Magna Colorado Robusto. Um, ben Lee yeah, and I yeah. went and smoked those. This is the former. That's that one that made number one in 2008 from Cigar Aficionado. Yes. Yes. Right. That's that a good Robusto. cigar, that original one. It, it, yeah, but it was it's performing at a stellar level. Um, and we smoked it. Aaron Nielsen went and bought a box. We were a little worried when he went and bought a box on our recommendation because uh, that's a big box of 27. And he is saying that cigar is smoking at, at another level. So uh, I know we're going to be talking about Casada a little more, but I wanted to say that they that this product, um, that's a very good product they have right now. They also released Casa Magna Liga F, which I've, I think I have smoked one on this show. Um, this came out at the trade show, so it's not eligible till next year on the coupe list. Holy cow, uh, this is a bolder Dominican-made Casa Magna. Ben and I, again, at the trade show, we felt this was the best cigar blend we had out of the trade show. We've reviewed this. It, it, it's, a, it's an extremely good cigar. There's no reason why I can't make the coupe list in 2022. So Casada's got some products, and I just want to hold that thought. Well, I know we're going to talk a little later. Um, you probably heard about this cigar because the Dojo guys had it on their list. I've been talking to it about a lot of guys, the Piv Robusto. It's part of the Jeremy yeah. Piven collection, which is being made by Dion. It's not it's not an Illusioni from what I understand, uh, but it, it's but basically Illusioni is distributing this with Jeremy Piven. Uh, I I thought Eric actually had a too low on his list. He had a number nine. Oh, um, so Dave, yeah, that is something that is coming in your package as well. Yeah, you uh, love that cigar. I, I, I bought boxes of this cigar already. Oh, uh, mm. and yeah, when I was down at Caribbean Cigars in Miami, Hector will tell you I bought them out of this cigar. I, I smoked one there. It was that good. And then um, I've talked about this one on the show. Folks have heard uh, this would have probably this would have been my number one cigar of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably would have had it been reviewed in time. But it's 2022 eligible. It's the best thing. Uh, the Postani uh, Warbear Toro. Um, oh, it got reviewed after the cutoff. So that's why I do two years. So a cigar doesn't get penalized when it happens. Right. And uh, unfortunately, it's gotten penalized for a year, but I don't know how it will wind up. But I, I can't see that not being in my top five by the end of 2022. Oh, it's fantastic. That's, that's, cigar. Uh, that's that's one of the cigars that I think tops my looking forward to uh, oh. review calendar this yeah. year, because the previous year's release of the Wojek has been stellar. Absolutely. And they age and they age. So they do. That's why they do well in coop because some of the, some of the aging timeline I do with it. Um, And I had these sitting around for a while and I think it made a big difference from when I initially smoked it Um, because when I initially smoked it, I said, well, this could wait. Right. Because it's, it's not going to, you know, if I wait to review it, it's not going to really jeopardize the top list. Well, it got, what problem is it got really good. So, Man, are you talking about the the original Toro or the new box press the Toro? Box press. The original Toro, I'm talking. The They're both. Bro. So Amazing. the box press, yeah, the box press is 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 another story too. Yeah, yeah. But this was the the Toros that were released last year, or actually the year before. Mm. <laughs> yeah, year before, yeah. 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 So um, if yeah, that got a good movie. score on how about that cigar? It didn't make a list because of the extreme limited nature. 
yeah. of the release, but but it got a very good score. It's an incredibly it's good so cigar. Good. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's a good. It's really good, and it's nothing taken away from the Rocky winner, which I'm smoking right now. Which which again, I, I just I, I've been smoking these all year. Um, mm. it's it's a tremendous cigar. I think it's one a lot of people mm. haven't smoked. I think it got overshadowed by a lot of other Rocky releases. Um, and that's un- because I think quarter century totally eclipsed this one. People are ro- yeah, Rocky, Rocky had a lot of really unusually high number of releases in 2021. Yeah. Well, and he had a good year on lists. He he yeah. he had a good year on lists, yeah, you know, yeah. even lists yeah. that typically yeah. only gravitate towards boutique stuff and well, yeah, small brands. Uh, he yeah. had a very good year. I think he start. I think a couple of years ago when he stopped coming out with 10 cigars at a trade show and started <laughs> focusing on, a, on, on about two to three, right. Right. Maybe four, a couple of times. I think there's been a big change of, of what, and I think he's starting to see the corner turned on this. Uh, I think the 60 is going to be, everyone thought that was going to be on the aficionado list next year. I think it will be the year after, but that's cigar you'll see that. Uh, I think very high on an aficionado list. They, I agree. It checks all the boxes for them. Box yes. press. San Andreas, you know, mm. so, yeah. you know, if, if, if the sun grown Maduro can get number two, there's no reason why the 60 can't get number one. It's just, it's, you know, but who knows? What yeah. I'm, I almost wonder on the CA list, if it was one of those things where they just didn't get it in time to just so. sort of get yeah. it into the review cycle. Yeah. Cause it, like you said, I think it checks all the boxes yeah. for, for a cigar that should be on their list. Yeah. Now going back to the Postani, I'm wondering who on this panel can say Mike's last name. <laughs> is it I uh Mike? It? I thought it was Mike with cigar hustler Mike. Yeah. <laughs> cigar hustler Mike. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Mike said I failed. I tried again. Mike said I failed. Bear <laughs> came pretty bear came pretty close. Was it Sergukevich? Isn't it? No. The Did last the last Kevich? couple of times I've said it to him, he said you're 99 percent there. 99. Now the first time I said it to him, he's like, You're 70%. In the Ooh. last couple of times he's been like you're you're at ninety nine percent now. Ooh, so. Polish Polish is always about putting gravel in sort of the <laughs> back of your cheeks. That's to me that's the secret. I think. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, hey, he's my Polish brother, man. Mike, if you ever in Detroit, I can direct you to some yep. good uh, Polish uh, delis. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I can't go to, but my aunt does, <laughs> so I can direct you to them. <laughs> All right, Dave, what do you got? Well, see, you all smoke new stuff, so I got stuff that that isn't even. No, I had Casamaca around Colorado anymore. Boost go on that. I mean, that's an old. That's cigar. that's true. Yeah, I did. Uh, these are just ones I like. Blackbird Crow. I don't know if it was because I found it surprisingly good, but I just smoked a lot of them. I just I just really like the Blackbird Crow a lot. Um, like John, I had the Warhead on here as well, and I'm not a big fan of. Churchill's, I think a lot of times Churchill's, the beginning is a bit blah, the middle's really good, and then they run out of gas. 100%. Um, but this one smoked really well all the way through, and so um, uh, it, it's, a, it's not just a good war, uh, warhead, but I think it's a good great Churchill as, as well. Um, and the last one, I just kept buying them as long as they kept having them in stock. I, was, I shop a lot from Neptune because they ship here. And I was smoking the Nat Sherman Timeless Supreme 556. Yes. Yeah, and every time I went on the site and the and I could order it, I just kept ordering it. No, it's um, a great cigar. And, oh, I love that cigar. I haven't had Mike's like the 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 relaunch one, the Fiero del 
uh, Fiero yeah. one yet. Very Tago. Yeah, I haven't had there. I haven't had that one, but I just like burned through those. Like a nice box press, five by fifty six. It was just I love that cigar. And then one day it said they didn't have any more, and I was sad. But that's okay. <laughs> that's because they cleared out their inventory, probably. Yeah. Because yours had the Nat Sherman name on it. Right? Yes. It did they have the cleared out their inventory, sending it to me, probably. <laughs> right, right. Because um, I remember we were talking about this on a show, and I said, you still have one of the uh, OGs. I mean, you have the original yeah. ones of those. Because, well, not in the OGs. The, you have, because it was a, a band design before that. But um, you yeah. had the one that said Nat Sherman. I said, you might have a collector's item there because, you know, the new ones aren't going to say that anymore. No, but it's a, it's a great cigar. And I've always liked the Timeless, but that that one specifically, I really liked. Music time. So, the sorry, music, what, what, I, one oh, sec, Dave, because you have go. you have on there uh, Roma Craft. And I just wanted to add that uh, Roma Craft is is we I love Roma Craft. The problem is up in Canada via oh. my normal channels roma craft is so hard for me to get my hands on so really i've i yeah it's really hard to get up here so what i've done uh is and and aaron's actually to the point where he's complaining he's literally got half a suitcase full of roma that he's transporting to the tpe for me that i'm filling with my suitcase to bring back with me because <laughs> that's the only like i'm so out of roma i've literally rationing what i have left to, to re-up, I had to, like, and he's had them for, like, three months now or something like that. The, the Roma, the, this year, because I had Roma Craft on there, um, the Roma Crafts I've been smoking a lot of is that four and a half by 60 size. Mm. That made in, bear, like, anything. The, uh, anything. The Baca made Bear's List in that size, and Bear hates That's that. A, he, he does that, that size so well the in all the blends. 60, yeah. yeah, but he said that Otabanga was the one. Yeah, uh, skip, that, skip, skip, skip does do large he's one of the few brands that i will i actually tend to prefer his larger ring gauge stuff over the skinnier stuff because i think it just smokes better but i could go i could go that four and a half by 60 in any blend yeah and i'll I, love it i, just I love agree. that size I, I agree with you on that uh, is and- is aaron including any wonderlust grand corona in that case god no no that- <laughs> No, uh, then I will. Then I will see you at TPE, my friend. All right. Well, I'll have a pocket full oh, of cash. You. So, you know, we can we can do a little little. No, no, little... no, 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 no. There will be no money. Oh, there will be me, kind. There will be me handing us handing cigars to you. You're too that, kind. That will be it. Yeah. You can't no, afford I, that I, freedom I, money anyway. I, you can't I, afford freedom dollars. Are you no, kidding me? I, I mean, you know, I, I, I upped when the uh, when we got within point uh, one five or whatever, you know, when that oil and gas yeah. closure was <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm only losing 15 cents in the dollar. It's fine. <laughs> Throw a couple grandy in there. I can't I can't keep I, I can't keep pace with that freedom dollar. I cannot. I can't. I can't manage. You, you gotta have alerts on your phone when it gets close. You just you load up the bank account because you know. This, this. I got. There was a time where, uh, in Australia, the Australian dollar was at parity with the U.S. dollar with the Freedom dollar, and uh, I think online shopping went up six thousand percent for that oh, one dude. day. There was. Uh, <laughs> it was only. It was only three three and a half years ago where the Canadian dollar was actually higher. Than the U.S. dollar, Ooh. I think I think I might have put like ten grand or something like that in my American account. Yeah, um, and I was just uh, you know I was strutting when I was in Vegas and I was in Cuba. I was like <laughs> U.S. dollars, no problem. Yeah. Got tons of U.S. dollars on me, no problem. Jesus, <clears throat> I don't have that kind of that kind of uh, wherewithal. We're like, oh Jesus, I I, I I mean I travel a lot to the U.S. Yeah. So 
Gotta gotta have those American dollar dues, you know. Between all your stacks of U.S. cash and the champagne pairings, I, I'm low bar for this. I can't be on this show, man. I'm I'm pairing with a cotton candy bang. That's what I got. That's that's. Well, yeah, but but as a trade off, you don't have to shovel snow or wear. That's true. Wear a parka. That seems that's like a true. good trade off. And and Dave, <laughs> I actually I actually drained one of my uh, one of my unicorn bottles tonight Ooh. during the show which, which oh. this is this is the abunda this is the batch 46 this is actually not my favorite the uh, batch 37 is my favorite but that that bottle is sadly long gone mm. oh john man nice i gotta say my uh my whiskey drinking friends profit a lot by your knowledge and it makes me look good which is, <laughs> they're like how did you know about this i'm like oh you know i'm in the know i got a guy i got a guy i know a guy <laughs> Um, so music, so music, I just picked whatever you gravitated towards this year. It could be new, old, didn't matter. Just whatever you listen to a lot. Um, so for example, I kicked it off with, I listened to the Dolly Parton, real life Dolly, 1970 live record a lot. Uh, it was her first live record that she did at her old high school. Uh, and it's, it's uh, some of her best vocals. I love it. I love Dolly. I'm wearing a Dolly shirt that goes without saying. Uh, John, I like this one. I gravitated a lot towards the Evanescence Fallen album. Hell yeah. What a great, I don't know what a why. great album. Great Such album. Yeah. I love Amy Lee's vocals on it. And I just, I don't know. I just put it on one day and I just kept listening to it. I love, I don't know why. Um, and then I just have my top five of 2021. Just throw it out there. So I got, I'm going to go in reverse order. I got to look at my notes. Um, here we go. So I got Courtney Barnett. Australian there with Ray Street. That's off her record uh, called Things Take Time, Take Time. That's the name of the record. One of the best hard rock songs ever came at number four, which was the Rolling Stones featuring Jimmy Page mm. with Scarlet that they just like sat around for 40 years. And like it's on the remix of Goathead Soup. I like the Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin. So that for me was very good. Uh, St. Vincent, Pay Your Way in Pain off of her record, Daddy's Home. It's a big departure for her. A lot of uh, like Prince-esque sort of that kind of uh, pop funk, which mm-hmm. she really doesn't do a whole lot of, uh, but I like that track. Here's some hip-hop for you, Black Thought. You like the roots? So he came out, uh, Welcome to America, which is off of the Judas and Black Messiah soundtrack, yeah. which as a soundtrack is incredibly good. Yes. Um. Her has a song on there that's very good. There's lots of great tracks on that soundtrack. So that's all. That's a good one to pick up. If you're wondering what out there is good in R&B and hip hop, that is a good soundtrack for that. And number one, of course, Taylor Swift and Matt Beringer, Coney Island off of Evermore. Great song. Amazing Dave. duet. Great, great song. You know what? In that song, I told you, I think I told the story how that is a personal song going to Coney Island when I was a mm. teenager uh, on those cold winter days. Nice. It's a fantastic track. Yeah. But yeah. So that's music. Will, what did you listen to? Oh, yeah. Of course, the first one. Yeah. So I I actually, and there's one more I added to. So yeah, these are no surprise if you've listened to Jukebox all year, but if you haven't, and the panel has it, uh, Duran Duran's uh, Future Past album. Hell yeah. Uh, What an album they've done. Uh, Simon, we've talked about this. Simon Bond just sounds like he did 40 years ago. 
uh, the track. He I sounds love. the same. It's he crazy. He sounds the same. He sounds the same, but the sound is different because Duran Duran doesn't duplicate their sound on most of their mm-hmm. albums. The, the song Anniversary is absolutely the, the, the standout track. The video is unbelievable for that as well. If you haven't seen the video, it's on YouTube. Um, Cheap Trick. Again, I noticed some bias, so I'm not going to lie, uh, but I've always been a Cheap Trick fan before I met Aaron, so I'll disclaim that. And for folks who don't know, Aaron Nielsen's father is Rick Nielsen, the founder of the band. Um, and uh, they came out with an album called In Another World. Most Cheap Trick fans have been blown away by this album, um, saying it's one of the best. And, you know, and he, some, they have a very loyal fan base, uh, yeah. uh, especially in the middle. You guys would know that, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the songs light up the fire. It has a little the Enter Sandman, Metallica sound. Some people uh, say it sounds a little too close, but I, I still think the song stands completely on its own. Uh, Light Up the Fire was that. Uh, we, you guys talked about Foo Fighters, uh, the DGs. Yeah, you love that. Which was a tribute to the BGs. It's a side of their album. Um, they just called, uh, they call themselves the DGs. Uh, the whole side. Yeah. <laughs> so I just put that was, whole, that was so much fun to listen to. It really was. And I'm a big BG Saturday Night Fever guy. So and I'm telling you, it's they did such. I remember when I I'm not ashamed to admit I've watched Glee. OK. Um, and they they just butchered the trip. They, they just butchered what they did to Saturday Night Fever. But the, the, the but the Foo Fighters did great here. Um, Dave even Dave Bull may appreciate that. Yeah. Is one of the most talented yeah. musicians of our uh, life. He, he really and down is. to earth and funny. Yes. And yeah. Just yeah. a total sweetheart of, of yeah. a human being. Yep. 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 Um, Diana Ross, I think, was the comeback of the year. At 77 years old, she released an album called Thank You. Uh, it's very much a throwback type album. The, the title track is Thank You as well. Um, I think Dave has been very high on this one uh, for sure. It's a great time. record. Yep. Yep. Um, the Doobie Brothers came out with an album called The Birthday, which they kind of worked on during the pandemic. Um, I think it's one of the, some of their best works. It's maybe 1989's uh, Cycles album. Uh, they, the best song in the album is a song called Better Days. Uh, and the irony is it's not Tom Johnston on the lead vocals or Michael McDonald. It's Patrick Simmons. And I think it's one of the best Patrick Simmons-led songs. Maybe, you know, obviously the work on Blackwater is another story. Um, but it, this is really good. And then I'll talk about this a little more in new music, Tears for Fears, uh, which they haven't released the album yet. So, but I'll talk about them during the new music. So I'll, I'll hold that off. Nice. All right. Yeah. And, uh, you got some Aussie music on there, man. Yeah, he does. I was like really impressed with this. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like I said at the top of the show, I went back and I was really into looking at old Nas versus new Nas. Mm. And I really found myself between Illmatic and Stillmatic and trying to determine, cause I had seen somebody say that Stillmatic was a, was a much better album than Illmatic. Mm. And, and so what I did was I kind of immersed myself in both albums over and, and, and compared them. And I think Stillmatic lyrically I would actually probably agree his lyrics on Stillmatic are elevated from his breakout album, but mm. that's high praise because, but to elevate above Illmatic is Illmatic was yeah. so groundbreaking. Mm. I think that is the, it's still for me, my favorite album of Nas because when it came out, it really changed hip hop 
um, from, you know, <clears throat> the whole battle with KRS-One and how Biggie and Jay-Z were influenced by it. And mm. um, it just, you know, iconic. So that was uh, uh, an awesome, awesome trip. And then I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Labyrinth, mm-hmm. mm. but um, he had put out this song several years ago called Jealous. And I had never heard the song before. I heard it earlier um, last year and um, I found myself listening to this one song over and over again. His other music that he put out after this breakout song, um, not really my jam at all, mm-hmm. but this one song I feel is like a almost an ode to Otis Redding style, old R&B, really soulful. All of the lyrics are just you can feel it. Um, and then a my probably all-time favorite Jay-Z song, Hard Knock Life. <laughs> when I need to get pumped up and you know, get my blood going and get ready for something, I throw down some hard knock life and uh that that's your octagon entrance music. Yeah, hundred percent it is. Um, and then the Teskey brothers. Um, oh yeah. Fell in love with those guys this year and pain and misery is another one of those songs that you can just feel and, uh, and hear the, the emotion mm. and, uh, love those guys. Yeah. And love- Garrett, inter- Garrett introduced me to the Teskey brothers. Cause we've had some long road trips going to events or, uh, sadly funerals. And, and so the Teskey brothers, we gave a lot of listens the Tesky brothers. And so they're, they're definitely on my list now too. Um, <clears throat> for me, I, I spent a lot of time listening to, and again, I've, I've really been gravitating towards groups who either got their starts or have gotten a lot of, uh, notoriety through their YouTube channels. Mm. Um, so Corey Henry is in, if you haven't heard mm. of Corey Henry, you need to look him up and follow him. In my opinion, He's one of the best overall musicians on planet earth today. Mm. He, he has played with, uh, I mean, he's got his own group, Corey Henry and the funk apostles. He played yep. with snarky puppy. He's played at, uh, he got a start, you know, as a kid in the church, his, his uncle was a big Hammond B three player and Corey learned to play the B three organ from his uncle and just gradually just learned and went to school and, and it, is an absolutely ridiculous, incredible musician. And he's done a lot of stuff um, recently that has really kind of leaned into that feel of Minnesota funk, of the Prince style Minnesota funk. Oh, the birds are back. Yeah. <laughs> and and this one, one track that he did uh, that is called Alone, mm. it is just... Uh, it is just ridiculous. It's got that pure Minnesota funk feel with the bright, mm. loud synthesizers and everything. Um, and then another group that um, has the weirdest, maybe one of the weirdest group names ever. They're called Scary Pockets. <laughs> and here's the cool part about this group. The guy who leads the group originally started a group with his wife on YouTube, and they're still going. This other group is called Pomplamoose, and they oh. do some covers and some originals. So the guy who started the group, his name is Jack Conti. And if that name sounds a little familiar, mm. he's the founder and CEO of Patreon. 
So he's got a couple dollars in the bank. So he's got a lot of free time to just make music. And he is a phenomenal musician. And he gets basically scary pockets. What they do is they get together and they have the musicians change up, especially the vocalists. There's a new vocalist on pretty much every track they do. And they just find good local vocalists to come in and they take songs that were hits maybe a year ago, maybe 10 years ago, maybe 20 or 30 or 40 years ago, and they turn them into funk covers. Mm-hmm. And some songs that you're, that would never in a million years work as a funk cover, and they absolutely kill it every time. Quick story. Yeah. I was uh, this last trip to uh, Columbus um, taking a shuttle from the airport to the car rental place. The bus driver was listening to some really cool funk, yeah. right? And I was like, hey, man, have you ever heard of Scary Pockets? And he was like, no. I was like, are, are you playing this on your phone? He's like, yeah. I was like, look up Scary Pockets. We put on Scary Pockets. This guy goes nuts. <laughs> and was like, I cannot believe I've never heard of this before. I searched for this stuff. And for the rest of like, we had to wait there for 10 minutes. And he is just like. Oh, there's, it's just fun to listen to. I yes. put the playlist on in the house when I'm doing dishes or whatever. And it's just, it's just fun to listen to. And isn't Quincy like, no, that's a different group. That's, that's dirty loops. Oh, that's dirty. loops. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, scary pocket. And I, here's another cool side note on scary pockets for Christmas this year. My wife gets us. uh, So scary pockets is coming to the state theater. No, not, not the state theater. They're coming to the fine line in Minneapolis uh in march and my wife got us tickets so that was my christmas present this year we're going to the fine line to see the scary pockets and it's also cool because the fine line is a club that long ago in another lifetime i was in a band and we played the fine line from time to time i'm gonna go to watch one of my favorite bands play on a stage that i once played on so that's nice absolutely awesome um another group i've spent tons of time listening to that my brother introduced me to uh they're called lawrence and it's actually a brother sister duo with a lot of other musicians added into the mix and again they, they are they're like a mix of modern pop but with this old school soul funk sort of uh quality to their sound and this this girl has a voice I mean, she's just this young kid. She's this tiny little thing. And she has a voice that comes out of her that that is way beyond her years and absolutely incredible. So check out Lawrence. I think they're absolutely incredible. They have this one song called Don't Lose Sight that that um, they 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 released it and then put put uh, sort of an acoustic version of it on YouTube and then just last week, I'm watching football, and Microsoft has bought this song, Don't Lose oh. Sight. It's in a Microsoft uh, Surface tablet commercial now. Um, so they're, but I mean, it's great because they're certainly making good money off of that, but, mm. but they're just a crazy good band. Um, and then, uh, um, yeah, so those, those and, and uh, I didn't say a song from Scary Pockets, or, or actually, no, the, the other song I was going to talk about uh, there's a drummer um, whose name is Larnell Lewis, who, in my opinion, is the best drummer in the world today. He's absolutely he's phenomenal. Great. He he's played great. with, yeah, he's played with yep. so many yep. different groups too. Yep. Um, and he wrote a song that was that he ended up doing a uh, a promotional thing with Zildjian uh, Cymbals, 
Uh, and this song uh, that he wrote is called Change Your Mind. And they played it with a funk group called the Ghost Note Band, who are absolutely stupid good. Um, and so check out this song called Change Your Mind um, on, on YouTube. And, and you can get it on Spotify, too. Uh, but the song absolutely, it's just nonstop, just yeah. incredible funk music. They have horns and they have multiple keyboards and, and it's just crazy good. Good job, guys. Both, you guys, yeah, both great stuff. Surgeon, or should I saw, start I say, Glamuary up next? <laughs> um, so as I mentioned at the top of the hour, uh, bottom of the hour, uh, I didn't have a lot of chance to uh, independently listen to music. So what was driving me a lot in 2021 was uh, soundtracks, either from TV shows or movies. Uh, one of the ones that jumped out at me, because um, I just haven't watched the film in a long time, was Scott Pilgrim versus the World which is a great show. It's very entertaining. And of course, uh, metric is, is one of the, one of the uh, bands that's featured. Uh, in fact, uh, if you go and watch Brie Larson uh, actually does a fantastic stellar. You can find the Brie Larson uh, black sheep. Uh, so all her vocals with, with metric as the backing uh, really solid, solid performance. Um, but it made me go back and listen to some metric. And then for whatever reason uh, up here, metric and Tokyo police club were always kind of linked mm. at the hip. And so I start, you know, I was listening to some Tokyo police club and I was like, man, you know, I'm just like really miss that music. Mm. Um, and then uh, in the glamuary theme, of course, <laughs> uh, just finished up Cobra Kai season four. <laughs> uh, great show. If, if you're a fan of karate kid, uh, they're really doing a great job. And of course, you know, they feature some of the, some of the best music of the eighties that I love. You know, you got poison, you got rat, you got journey <laughs> foreigner, uh, Ario speedwagon, yeah. uh, Motley crew. They haven't, they haven't fit any warrant in there, which I feel like Johnny Whoa, would really be coming. a warrant fan. Yeah. And it's gotta be coming. They talked about trying to get ACDC in there. Um, but it, I guess it's been tough with licensing, which makes sense. Um, but you know, his musical tastes and my musical tastes overlap pretty, pretty significantly. <laughs> That's a very, very overlapping Venn diagram. So that had me going back and listen to some, some great, you know, glamuary, as you say, music and, uh, keep that, keep that theme rolling for the rest of January. We still got two weeks left. So yeah. Motley Crue might come up again, surgeon. Oh, they may come up again on funny. the show. Oh. All right, now now is the time that everybody waits for. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it off because I only have one cigar thing, and you all probably have way more cigar things that you all spit fire about. Yeah. So mine will probably be pretty quick. Um, it's the now or never. Now, now or never. We came up with a long time ago, and it was sort of the like, kind of like how now or never implies like now is the time to release something to really capture everybody. Maybe the brand is just falling off the radar a bit. Maybe they haven't had a couple good releases and it's kind of now or never. Um, and uh, and we know they listened to the show because Alec Bradley used to be in my now or never. And then they came out with all these wonderful cigars. So, of course, <laughs> they they heard they heard the show. So you, you turned everything around for him. Dave. I, t I turned it around. <laughs> it, it, uh, um, true. So so I got one cigar one and then I got music ones. So my one now or never cigar is I have Caldwell. Um, just because with Caldwell, I really like their releases, but recently I've just been seeing a lot of the lost and found stuff. And I haven't been getting really excited about any like core line releases of theirs. Um, 
so I just I'm just wanting something outside of the lost and found uh, project from them, I guess. Um, and so that's my cigar one. And then musically, I have Harry Styles is now or never because he's everywhere. But he hasn't. Re- I was surprised. Yeah, I was. That surprised me one day. He hasn't it, released but... a record since 2019. But he, Harry but he hasn't. But he's been, you know, it's kind That's of like what I'm saying he, he's like Padron. He's not coming out with something new every year. You know, come out with something. I, I was surprised. I was surprised on that one. I got to say, yeah, we need a new record, Harry. Put it out. <laughs> he's, I love Harry, but yeah, uh, the other one is Rihanna. I have from I agree with you on this. I agree with you on this one for a while. So should have been on this list. Yeah. So Rihanna, she came out with a record in 2016. Her last biggest track was with the band Nerd, which is a great track. Uh, The tracks Lemon. And that was 2017. Word on the street is she is going to put something out. So I'm hoping that that is that that's true. It's going to be good. Right. That's the question. Because I have a lot of my issue with that. Yeah. I, I love Rihanna, so I'm hoping she comes out with something. Right. And my last one is Kendrick Lamar, who's going to be at the Super Bowl. Yeah. But, but his last one was 2018 with the Black Panther-inspired release. Yeah. Now, his cousin, Baby Keem, just put a record out where he guests on a track called Family Ties, and he is just fire. Like, his guesting on that, rec- on that track is incredible. So I'm hope usually what happens is someone guests on a couple tracks and then they put out a record like Bon Iver did this. Um, Lord guested on some tracks and did this. Uh, Missy Elliott did this. She guested on a couple tracks and put out that EP a year or so ago. Um, so I'm hoping this is with Kendrick Lamar. So that guest might the guest might be hinting at a record. So th- those are my my now or nevers. And I'll, I'll open wow. it up to the fire. Wow. Uh, Who just wants to light everything on fire? I want, I want Surgeon, because I know you got fire, Surgeon. What was your cigar? <laughs> Dave, what was your Caldwell? I, Caldwell. I don't, I don't disagree with that one. I don't. I dis- don't. It's more lost and found, and the Caldwell stuff doesn't. Like, he just puts it out there. There's no, there's no like promotion of it. And we all, like, the, I, the, I bit, the thing it, that happened at the show, and then... But yeah, so I don't know. You're not a company. You know, look, I love Caldwell. And he makes some great cigars, right? But you're not Fuente where you could just go throw something out to the retailers and hope they get it and, and, and snag it. I think you got to be a little more hands on with because you have good stuff. Oh, here we go. John Surgeon. Do so it. I'm, I'm going to lead off one here because uh, I don't know that it's been mentioned. Uh, I, I know as you know, people talk about uh, now or nevers, this is one that I don't think has gotten a lot of mention and that's foundation, Ooh. which is, which is an odd choice because, no, you know, not. they were the darling of cigar aficionado, which, you know, all online media was like, yeah, you know, they were a darling. And that, that was two years prior to when you put them on the list. Um, and I think, you know, Nick's been quiet. Yeah, I know. I know he's been doing a, a collaboration or a project for Joe Rogan. Uh, Joe's been going crazy over cigars, but like as a brand, they've just been extremely quiet for the last 14, 16 months. Last year, they put out the Goliath and the David. 
Uh, and, you know, I think it got some mixed reception, but that was really the only splash. And I don't even know that I'd call it a splash. And so that, you know, the brand kind of went from being on Cigar Aficionado and being mm. uh, very highly placed on a lot of lists with the uh, Tabernacle and the uh, Wednesday Maduro, which was, a, mm. in my opinion, a blockbuster release. And it, it just there's been no follow up. There's been no follow through. Um, so I feel like, you know, if he goes, if he goes another year, if he goes 2022 without a cigar that, that makes a splash, you know, and, and Whit Coop, you've mentioned this before, um, you know, for good or for bad Dunbarton tobacco and trust and foundation are two brands that will forever be linked. And it seems yeah. like Dunbarton tobacco and trust is on this mm. very strong upward trajectory. And at the same time, foundation is on this downward trajectory. And I feel like if that carries through into 2022, this this is a brand that might fall off a lot of a lot of media sites out there. I got a quick question with that for you, Surgeon. Uh, yes, I'd love to hear your what. I mean, how much do you think like the upsetters has to deal with that? Because they seem to go like really hard in on the upsetters. I don't know how that brand, did, how that line did. And I mean, I don't know either because, you know, I don't have a good line of sight. I'm out of the retail game, so I don't have a good line of sight as to, you know, whether they're well performing or not. Um, I think the challenge is that when you go with a non-traditional cigar um, that's going to be a really tough thing for traditional cigar media. I mean, certainly there have been some non-traditional cigars that have done well, but they tend not to. So, you know, I think if that's kind of where his focus is um, that's where I feel like he's really out of the, the, I don't want to say the spotlight, but he's just out of the, 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 the vision, this line of sight for a lot of, for a lot of online media. I mean, I haven't seen anyone talk about foundation in easily a year. I just know there was a lot of like push behind that when they first released it. And I didn't really hear how they did. Like, yeah. it was, a, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know how the original Elwood Wednesday brand is done. The original <laughs> first release. Wiseman Maduro was one of the most successful um, in the year, really, you know, in the year listings, I've always said, um, Original Tabernacle on the 142. They don't, I, I don't know if they're building up that. Like, Steve is building up Sober Mesa, Mi Carita, Sun Compromiso as, as, as solid core lines. Like, yep. um, maybe with, not so with, much Totus Los Dias, but yeah. But, with, ex but, with extensions every year that seem to be popping every yeah. single year. Some, mm. I don't know if these perfectos have clicked with people, the David and Goliaths. Um, it, it, it almost, I mean, I hate to use the word, but it almost came off as gimmicky instead of limited edition. You know what I mean? Like it, like it was, it was a particular size that you might do as a limited, but to, to, to rest the strength of your company and not being a good performer yeah. in the year. I think that was, that was a miss. Yep. Well, I'll say that we had Nick on our show in June and, you know, we, we did talk actually a little bit about this you know, not about, I mean, mainly just about um, their decision as a company to not attend last year's TPE and also not attend last year's PCA. And from everything he told us, they are very hard at work and there are irons in the fire that are burning very hot. And um, they just put their, they, they, they put attention behind David and Goliath in 2021 and the, uh, and, and on continuing consistency 
of production in their core lines. And um, he, had, he acknowledged that they did go a little bit quiet, but there, there's, there, there were reasons for that. There's also the, you know, the family stuff with uh, everything in Oveja Negra changing some hands, Ben bowing out, and now we've got Sin. Well, and- those are different. I know, but but as a as a close, you know, they're a close knit group, and that's that's gotta affect all of them to some extent. Well, uh, Oveja Negra and Foundation are not linked in any way, shape, or form. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, they, How, know, each, however, they know each other. I'm sure. But. However, that is that is a great segue, Gary. Yeah. Let's go, um, Serge. And 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 this is, you know, I know I, I I like to name this brand because it drives Coop crazy a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I was this, shocked you had him on here. Because, <laughs> so this is this was a brand that you know I oh, always God. felt was was tr- yes. like a true punk brand in the cigar industry. I know a lot of people like to emulate punk brands, but this was truly a punk brand back in the day. Very counterculture with their cardboard box booth. Um, you know, very minimalist style. And I liked it. I, I really appreciated, the, you know, trying to drive the cigar market, the cigar manufacturing into a different place. And that was dissident. Now Ooh. dissident um, has changed hands. Uh, now they're changed hands again to the third owner. And uh, obviously I want to see every cigar brand do well, because to me, more cigars, better cigars is, is a healthier cigar environment. However, in 2022, with all the challenges of tobacco and manufacturing and retail space, it is a very, very challenging market to be on the third owner in 2022. So, uh, you know, this is not a, uh, a diss by any stretch. It's just uh, I feel like they have a very the new owners have a very tall order to write that ship and make them relevant in 2022, which, you know, I'm, I'm no old all confidence that they will do so. However, there's a lot of pressure going to be on them to make that brand relevant and, and, and hit in 2022. That is a great call. And yeah, I mean, I just remember a lot of buzz. I think it was, was it the previous owner that people were excited for them to get back Mm -hmm. in the Ben Ben Holt and yeah, Ben Holt. Okay. But here's where I'm going to throw gasoline on this. Okay. Oh, here we go. John, were you happy with the way Ben Holt ex- exited this whole thing? No, um, it was a terrible but, job he did. But 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 I will say it, it's a little bit like NFL coach firing is is that there's no good way no. there's no good way to exit the cigar industry because yeah. well, you know you got retailers holding on product, you got manufacturers mm-hmm. holding well, on product. Wait, I, so I understand it, that, yeah. yeah, and I understand, but but. You shut down your web page. You shut down your I understand. Maybe you want to shut down your personal account for whatever reason. That, that's your choice. You shut down your company Facebook page. You shut down all your social media stuff. When you're a company that was really built on social media, how it, it threw so many flags when, when that was out there. And I know I, Ben's a great guy. They had great products and working with James is great. But something was just clearly wasn't right. We were talking about this a few weeks before the sale. A lot of us yeah. internally. Something wasn't right there. Um, so, well, and I think you can, you know, with with that, you can certainly, um, and certainly over the last few years, you can certainly appreciate 
um, where retailers have gotten a lot of flack in the past for uh, hesitancy to carry new brands or, or not established brands. But it's like when you see something like this take place from a retailer perspective, you can completely understand why a retailer who might have gotten behind a brand and now has multiple facings goes, I'm left holding the bag. I don't know what's going to happen. Fortunately, you know, the, the, the baton has been passed. So presumably there will be, you know, some, some product coming back in. But again, you know, from a, from a strictly retailer perspective, that's where I think retailers get really hesitant and even more hesitant on uh, startup brands, which we did see some startup brands in 2021. And, it, you know, again, I wish them well. Um, but it's, man, it's a tough, tough market right now to be yep. trying to get some facings into a retail space. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'll say as cigar media, you know, uh, we fully admit that we're not as we don't have our ears to the rail as deeply as Coop and uh, Half Wheel and some other outfits do. Uh, the, the whole dissident thing completely came out of left field for me. Absolutely. One hundred percent. I had no clue that anything was happening in the background, not a single clue. And then all of a sudden I see this thing on Facebook and I went, what? I had no idea. And so, so for us, again, not, not as informed as other cigar media. Now, now I will give, if we were completely taken by, by surprised by that, I guarantee you the consumers were. (laughs) Now I do want to give props to Coop because uh, I'm quite confident that Coop was the first person in the industry to both uh, identify that there's a problem and, and, and sort of run with that. I don't think there was any other media sites out there uh, that were picking up on that, on that um, sort of behind the scenes, what was going on. And Coop Coop was definitely uh, ears to the ground on that one. Yeah. yeah, I had some help from a few other people who were who had ears, but uh, even up like we weren't getting the answers I wanted. I'll be honest with you. And then, you know, once this hit, that's when it, it still was a surprise. But uh, it would have, you know, we knew something. I knew something was going on, right? But I, like I said, I did not know a sale was imminent. I don't know who the Coburns are. I think we're going to learn a lot about them in 2022, uh, and I think they have their best intentions. Uh, and I, I hope they can make this because this is a brand that someone should be able to make work because of this cult following they've built. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, listen, when you got cigars coming out of Ovea yeah. Negro with, uh, mm, you know, with, with James and Angela, I mean, come on, man. Like, it, you, you know, you, you got, you got some pretty solid product to work with. Yeah, exactly. um, so you certainly are starting off on the right foot, I think. Yeah. And look, sure. Ben did a great job rebuilding that portfolio. Uh, yeah. That's he should yes. not be dis- discounted. Yep. You know, bear, gave just the rave the number one cigar of the year on his list that's right on the home right yeah the rave rave, pardon me yeah the rave and then block last year was number two bear has been really on board with what james has been doing with this brand right i know he loves this stuff so um i thought i saw dissident on a couple of other lists too so it's certainly Hmm. not you know like i said they're they're probably there's something that we won't probably never know what was happening there but um but there was definitely a problem that, that i saw around october and that's when i started messaging a few folks on this now, one of, one sorry, of their cigars was actually in consideration for our list, but it got bumped by a different cigar just because of availability and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that's part of making a list. Yeah. And I would like to apologize for my stupidity earlier. <laughs> Jared, don't worry. It was just a good segue. You're it was just a like, good segue. Yeah, yeah, moving. You, you yeah, that if up you think I, I, I've done it, I've done things like that. Don't worry about it. You're like, let's move this along. No, no, no. <laughs> um, it's so, a, yeah. So, so obviously I've been focusing on kind of boutique brands. Now we're going to go to the big boys. Here we go. Um, so 
Partagas is one that I've not seen listed anywhere. Ooh. And and this is one of the sort of, <laughs> exactly. uh, you know, I, so I'll call it the flagship or core brand for, for General's portfolio. And I really feel like over the last 18 to 24 months, Partagas has been a brand that has been both um, directionless in terms of the blends they're putting out, but also in terms of the packaging mm. and their identity. And, you know, I, I say as an example, that the counterpoint to that is I've got Cohiba, yes. which has been everywhere over yeah. the last 24 months, uh, also showing up on lists, uh, you know, getting accolades from magazines, getting accolades from online media, while Partagas has just sort of been quietly put into a corner and just not performing, not getting any buzz, not so. Um, you know, do I think Partagas is a now or never? That that's a that's a little silly because obviously that that brand has got a lot of backing from General. However, I really do think that that's a brand that has to pop in 2022 mm. or really risk being relegated to the to the sort of um, minor leagues, as it were. Well, well Joe, they they kicked it already. They kicked that's it the, the forge. They kicked it to Forge. Oh, is it kicked over the Forge? Okay, I didn't oh, know. Oh yeah. That. So there you go. And it, and it, that should have been a place where it should have shined. Yeah. And and both Partagas and Lagoria Cubana. Lagoria Cubana's had similar problems. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. I think you know the yeah. Spirit of the Lady was an, was the worst cigar I had of the year, by the way. Last year. Because how much over the over the last, I'll say even more than a year. I'll say two years, maybe more. All the heat and all the all the 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 activity and buzz we've seen around general cigar brands have been Cohiba and Macanudo yeah. because Sean and yes. Laurel have been absolutely killing it, killing it, killing Sean's it. Sean's amazing. Like what he's it, doing what, for that brand is yeah. incredible. What a job yeah. he's done. Uh, and he just yeah. And Laurel, I, I don't think like I haven't loved all the Macanudo cigars that have came out, but I can't sure. argue the job that Laurel has done. Yeah. Um, in the last couple of years. And, uh, and I would say that the releases from Macanudo have been consistently within brand. That is none of the, none of the releases absolutely. have been bizarre, you know, out of the blue, like this doesn't fit in the portfolio. They've all fit in the portfolio of yeah. where a Macanudo smoker is, yeah. in my opinion. I, you know, we posed a question, Aaron and I, um, if General should move a brand into Ford's because Ford's, I think, needs a right now. I don't think Diesel's probably the brand that's getting the most buzz. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see Diesel being able to carry that whole line. I mean, I think no. they need they need a Ligoria Cabana or, or Partagas to be that classic brand and do the things they're doing with Macanudo, do the things they're doing with Hoya de Monterey. Hoya de Monterey is quietly doing nice for them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So. And then the uh, the one that I sort of alluded to at the at the start of the show um, was Davidoff. Um, yes, which, you know I've gotten flack on in the in the past. Uh, Love I, it. Uh, I've I've brought up that Davidoff had had some misses in past years for for earnings and releases, um, but I think Davidoff has a lot of challenges right now. Tobacco uh, is certainly one of them, uh, but the big one is you know they've lost the Kellners and they've lost the Ladio. And you know for those who aren't aware, Ladio Diaz was kind of the um i don't want to say i think the right way to say it is the heart and soul of cigar production and quality at davidoff and i think with his departure you know that really leaves davidoff with a with a huge vacancy um i think we saw a lot of that uh in 2021 with with a lot of their um limited editions being Mm. significant misses at uh, developing Mm. pallets which is unusual 
Uh, Seth is sort of the resident Davidoff fanboy. Yep. Um, and I think uh, we saw a lot of the a lot of the releases struggle in 2021. I will say the Winston Churchill still performed brilliantly, in my opinion. Um, but a lot, you know, most of their other releases really struggled. So I think um, Davidoff is in a position where uh, a lot of the category brands like Avo uh, need to need to get um, sort of you know, they need to get a consistent branding strategy, a consistent release strategy, but the Davidoff core brands and the Davidoff limiteds really need to come under a consistent umbrella um, because that's a, you know, that's a legacy brand that's been around for a long time and has had a lot of consistency. And I think that there's been a lot of shakeup in a very short period of time for that brand. Well, I just have, to, oh, part, go ahead. The other key part to this is on the retail side that they have changed how they um, partner with their retailers. Mm. Um they're not able now there's there's minimums and you yeah. have to get a davidoff wall and so retailers who want to bring in davidoff they've got to bring in davidoff yeah avo and camacho mm. and mm. they have to dedicate an a, a ridiculous amount of real estate yeah. even if you've been grandfathered in i've talked to several retailers who have now just said we can't we can't keep davidoff yeah and so I think they're going to have a big struggle there too, just yeah. on the retail side, not even talking about the products and the the issues that well, I agree with. And that even bleeds into distributed brands, brands that aren't even under the Davidoff umbrella, so to speak. Correct. Ferry Otego and, yeah. and things like that. It, so it could become a, it could become an issue in the future if they don't um, maybe put a little time into examining the way they have it laid out. Yeah. I will say they have the people in place there. Um, yes. You know, Lana yeah. from Davidoff's great. Eddie's great. Eddie Guerrero's great. Um, Dil I think Dylan's a good leader for, for it. So I think in the U.S., I feel comfortable. Um, I think they just have to kind of prime the pump is what they need to do. And yeah. they need to inject something into that Davidoff line that's going to make these retailers, if, if what Garrett's saying, I'm going to take it is the case. You got to create more excitement around Davidoff. Like Davidoff was the brand of the, of the last decade. Yeah. Um, trade show. Everyone look forward to Davidoff. What they were going to do. So yep. they got to kind of get back to that. Is what I'm going to say. I agree. Yep. And then, oh, sir, go ahead. I I just wanted to give some historical context about why I love that John put that on there so much. <laughs> and what is that? Would it be like three, four years ago on Cigar Jukebox? We did the same thing when Cigar yes. Jukebox was, and it was John. It was you, Sensei, yep. Aaron. And Coop, maybe. Yeah. And we're all sort know. of finishing off now or never. People got their fire out. The energy's going down. And then John just. And then, <laughs> and then John's like, my last one is Davidoff. And the whole panel like exploded. I yeah. remember, I remember <laughs> watching that show on YouTube and, and just laughing my ass off at how everybody lost their shit when John's yeah. Davidoff. Yeah. So that's why I love it. I love that it's on there. But <laughs> you're, you're right, though, especially at that price point, you can't have a lot of misses, can you? At no. like. No. no, you really can't. And, and you know, to Coop's point, um, you know, you look at Bet's, some of their some of their signature releases of the past years, long time ago now. But the Winston Churchill, the Davidoff Nicaragua, those those were those were brands um, that evolved Davidoff as a company. And I think evolved them within and Yamasa, of course, I can't forget Yamasa um, were brands and, and releases that sort of evolved Davidoff within the viewpoint of of, of the category. Um, and it's been a while. I mean, Davidoff, Winston Churchill is um, seven years. Yeah. Six, yeah. seven years we're looking at. I mean, and that was a good, that was a great, you know, those rebrands they did, 
were all really good. I mean, yes, they did Camacho, a great job. Avo and, da- and Winston Churchill were the three major ones they did. Hundred percent. Um, and they did a great job with those rebrands. So they the, the foundation hour. was there. The late hour. Yeah, yep. late hour is great relief. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, when they had the old, remember they had the old non-Davidoff Winston Churchills, and they were out there. They were good cigars, but they they completely relighted into that. Uh, yeah. w- when they rebranded that under the Davidoff, and they they started selling it to the appointed merchants, and the new blends were great. And yeah. Um, but then they've gone this LE route. This, now it's just they, they went for a while. They were just revisiting stuff from the past, and I think. You know, uh, to quote uh, heck, uh, Abe to me today, he says, you live in the past too much. And sometimes <laughs> I think you can't live in the past. Too much. But he's not. But I think about this. You can't always live in the past. I, I like the fact some of these things made. I think bringing back Alvo Maduro was, was probably a super success for them. Solid yeah. move. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Solid uh, move. And a great and a great yeah. performer, I think. I, I think yes. they did a great job with that one. Um, yeah. Caribe, um, I think it's going to take a while to build that brand up. I think we got to give it a yes. little time on that. So. It's yep. a, you know, and I'm not a fan of of what they've done with Zeno. I just want to no. go on record and uh, I, that, that one. No, a, it's 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 perplexing. It. Perplexing. It's okay. it's almost turning Zeno into a budget brand, and that's not at all what the what they do. Zeno brand is. It's not what they do. No, but that you know when we were talking to George Brightman, George made the point of saying that Zeno is actually a more premium brand than Davidoff. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Always positioned. Always. So now you're kind of doing this, and and look, I'm again. I don't think this was the right brand to do what they did with Zeno Nicaragua, is my opinion. Yep. It looks cartoonish. It does. It wasn't. Yeah. And I, I you know, but uh, I, I have a lot of faith in the people, though, at Davidoff still. So, Absolutely. So 100%. I think we, we do. So, you know, and I, I'm hoping that 2022, baby. And by the way, the other thing I'll say yeah. back at the factory in Hamlet, Hamlet uh, is running the factory. He's a really good guy. Very good guy. So yeah. I think they have someone on the factory, but obviously losing Eladio and Hanky is, is a big loss. Yeah. So, well, in all respect to Hamlet, but he's no Eladio. But not he, a lot of people are. He's very right. qualified. I think he's very qualified, though. So I, I'm going well, to give him you, a vote of confidence here. Yeah, I think yes. I think the ch- the challenge is Eladio is 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 going to forever go down as one of the um, the industry yeah. legends, and it, yeah. and he's been a legend in the industry for a while. So yeah. you know, regardless of when that transition was going to happen, that was always going to be a difficult transition yeah. because yeah. you know can't go from a master to anyone else. There's always mm. going to be a tough handoff in that baton. Yeah. Yeah. No question. Yeah. Um, moving on, so I don't. Uh, take over the entire show. Uh, my my now and ever's in music uh, was tough because I was going through and I and I was like, oh, you know, Dr. Dre, Fifty Cent, Lauren Hill. They haven't done, it. and I'm like, oh wait, no, they all, all three of them released new albums in 2021 after not having released yep. albums in many, many years. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, there goes my now or never. So uh, I was like, man, I'm really, I'm really missing here. Um, and the one I did come up with was LL Cool J. I like that. Um, that was a good one. That's a good you know, one. L- yeah. LL, you know, he, he, he claims that he's not done in the music industry. However, his yeah, last however. album release was 2013. And in the music industry, that's that's a long yeah. time. I, I, I think LL is probably done in the music industry, but um, I, I think, think he could. I think he's got he one come, more. You think he's got one more? I think I think if maybe not a record, I think he could feature on something. I got mm. a good vibe. I think he could, but I, right. I think you're right. In terms of a record, you might be able just to draw a line through the word now. <laughs> All right, I, have no, I have no oh. basis for this, for this prediction. I have literally oh, no basis for this prediction, but I can totally see because they've done some live stuff together in, in, in the past, I can totally see uh, 
in, within the next year or two. Ooh, here we go. So a new track from Eminem featuring LL Cool J. I could see that. Oh, that would be so cool. So because M has huge respect for LL. So yeah. I, I think that could definitely work out. I, I want to go with Garrett next because I think the first one is just going to like yeah. yeah, set it on fire. Yeah. So and I didn't read anybody's before uh, hand. Uh, I see somebody else has this, too. I, but... I had it, but I'm glad you took it. So go ahead. It, it's no problem. Uh, warped. Guess always get priority. Yes. Yeah. Warped. Yep. And and warped is a is a brand I think we'll all agree we love we love uh, warped. But what are they doing uh, to quote you know uh, you know what Will had had written down there? What are I, they doing? That was my question. I don't know yeah. what direction they're going in right now. And, and um, I mean, it has been crickets from them for a while. And I think you know, is it the fact that they're just um, sitting on? you know, their, their lines that they know are, are, you know, performing well, but they're not in social media. They're not, they're not doing anything. So I would definitely put them at the, at the top of, you know, uh, make a splash, do something and let people know that you're still relevant. Um, Cause that cigar though, they're great. All of their cigars are really good. Um, they will find themselves in the corner of a humidor. What I love, and I watch once a week now, at least, maybe I watch it every twice a week, is the developing palette review of a warp cigar. Just to, just to listen to <laughs> Seth Big Tuna. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, it, it, he put it and, and like, because I guess, I mean, because they're, they're putting cigars out. It's just they're not hitting or they're not ready. Or I mean, you have a you. You witnessed it firsthand, surgeon. So you have a better handle on this. What's going on there? Yeah, I mean, I always, I always throw it back to first of all, I love, I love what they've done in years past very much, and I'm to- totally behind the brand being successful. But I always throw it back to when Coop and I were down in Orlando, and Warp was so hot that you literally couldn't buy a box of the new Warp releases because they were so limited and they were selling so fast. The Don Renato's, remember? The Don I, Renato's. I sent my oh, yeah. son and my friends to go back and get them for me. You could, they were limiting you're them. Li- you're limited, they were limiting yeah. them to singles. And, yeah. and, and it, you know, the, the 6109s yeah. and the, um, the Elosos, like oh, all of the good. signature releases were just so hot. And, and um, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been a long time. That was 2014, I think. Yeah. I mean, you were saying on the show, I think you and Surgeon and stuff was like, it's like ever since the Black Honey, it's kind of been mm-hmm. yeah. downhill. That was a high, high watermark. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they, you know, they, his, they, I don't know where they're going. Like, first of all, they go to the Dominican, they're doing a couple of releases there. One's, a, I think, a Maduro. The Chinchilla, I wasn't overly impressed with. Then they yeah. do this El Oso Blanco. It's a Connecticut. It's not like they don't do a lot of Connecticut. They're not uh, Garrett. You you nailed it though. They're not connecting like they used right. to. They're not right. con- like Kyle was connecting. Um, now he's got Cloud Hopper as number eleven on the uh, or twelve. Yep. Well, it was eleven or twelve. I mean, it makes the aficionado. I'm sorry, Cloud Hopper is not the best at warped orphans, right? Right. Mm. I mean, if I was Kyle, I'd be disappointed that I didn't have one of these others because he's still got some good core stuff. I mean, the Florida Valleys. La Haci- I love La Hacienda. That's my favorite yes. line he has. Right. But um, you know, sky flowers don't create any more excitement. 
And yeah, Florida Bayi is one I used to uh, yeah. absolutely look forward to every year. Mm-hmm. But he was connecting, and now he's not. So yeah. something, something, and it's not just. It's got to be a problem off of social media as well, is what I got to say, because that brand had mm. so many legs for a while that he was just everything he was doing. And then like 2017 came around, I think when when FDA started hitting, that's when he slowed down and it just he lost his groove, I think, after that. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. Uh, moving on to my next cigar, which is the Nika. Love it. It's a fair it's a fair one, Garrett. Love it. The so this is the cigar I have uh, coined the term the tire fire. Um, Oh wow! But I say it in a good way. Um, This cigar has such an oily wrapper that the foot smoke coming off of it, it's like a tire fire. Yeah, it is. Um, It just puts out a lot of smoke, and that's that's great. Um, I I enjoy this cigar, and uh, Drew Estate admitted during the first freestyle event that they did last year that they were going to be investing more into this line. Mm -hmm. We have yet to hear or see anything, um, what that might look like. So for me, I'm wondering if that was just, well, no, you're right. A hundred percent. And we have, so they did sort of have a soft, like relaunch. But it got but, buried. But it just got yeah. yeah cool. Underground right. ten buried it. Underground ten buried it. It got buried, and then they didn't go back a couple weeks or a couple months later and do a push on the brand. It right. just got. It's it's almost like oh we're good. Underground ten is killing it, so there's no need to put the the any heat behind Nika because it's 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 selling okay. And I I do wonder how much of this is being driven by market availability of broadleaf because, you know, one of the things we've seen with some of the price increases recently is that um, broadleaf kind of across the industry, a lot of broadleaf centric brands have had very sharp price increases, which makes complete sense. Uh, Connecticut, Connecticut River has always had challenges delivering tobacco. It's been a, it's been a hard to get wrapper. And uh, from what I understand, uh, 2021 was a very, very tough growing year for them. Mm-hmm. But you would think yeah. Swisher, though, machine company has the resources, to, if that's the case, right? I don't know if they yeah. had any shortage, but you, Swisher should be able to solve that problem for them is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. I, I, something, like I said, that. And then what happens is what do they do at the end of the year? They come out with the 20 acre farm now. So, right. you know, you're yeah. losing more time. And and look, I think Drew State's done an amazing job. This is the one. I thought when they when they showed the rebrand, I thought they did all the right taking away those paper bundles was the best thing. The new packaging looked good. The new yep. bands look. Um, it needs a shot in the arm, the Nika Rustiger, and they had that shot. And I don't want to see time run out for them on that. Yeah, what I don't because it's yep. it's it's, it's I, I think for it's a great look. That could be a great value cigar. Hundred yeah. percent. I mean, you could you could really kill it. That's a good that's a good cigar for that price. Yes. Yeah. Does a good pick. Yep, great pick, Garrett. And then uh, musically, I, I didn't uh, put anything on my list here, but I'm hoping we see something you know new from uh, Sonny and Cher. Uh, <laughs> that, that um, gonna happen? I like Sonny, man. Sonny was There's, Sonny was one cool. Of them, one of them is n- what? No longer. Oh, really? who? What? <laughs> one of them no yeah. longer with us. Oh yeah. You heard? You know when they found Sonny after the skiing accident, right? You know how they found him? Oh no. Sunny side up. <laughs> it's terrible. 
Sorry, I couldn't resist. Terrible. <laughs> one of my favorite Sunny Good night, everybody. <laughs> the one, so the one artist that I will say that I have been watching uh, as a newer artist is J. Cole. Um, mm, I yes. think he is the most uh, lyrically advanced. He's, he's come up on this show, yeah. Um, Mike loves him. Mike loves him, yeah. I love J. Cole. He released an album last year. It was his first uh, album that he self-produced. And it just kind of fell for me. It didn't hit. So my hope is, is that he bounces back. He collaborates. He gets um, others involved where he's been successful in the past and uh, comes back with a, a better album in 2022. Right on. Now, Matt, I think you have a cigar on here that a lot of people have as well. Um, so, and I mentioned this ooh, before ooh. we kind of, started you know recording or whatever but so there's a brand that for a few years uh, so uh, if we go back in the day when i was first a cigar smoker and and into uh even you know the early all, all the way into the early mid 2010s a brand that i was a huge fan of and reached for as a rec on a regular basis as a consumer was quesada oh here we go and they had some absolutely brilliant releases and mm -hmm. Um, they, 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 they went really quiet and I, I do realize that they have become more, um, they, they've become more outgoing in the last nine months to a year. I realize that, but I don't know at this point, if it's going to be enough to, get them where they want to be as a brand. Now, as a factory, I know they do a lot of contract work and I think that's fine. They do. They've done some great blends yeah. on their own and they've done some great blends for other companies, but as their, you know, their flagship, the family name brand, um, I'm not sure if the, um, if the, the effort that they put in over the last 12 months, if, if they don't keep it going, if they're not consistent about it, I don't know if it's going to be enough. Yeah. I mean, this has been a brand that's been on the now or never a couple of times in the last For a couple few of years. years. Yeah. 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 And really on, and his name keeps coming up, but since Terrence left, mm -hmm. they, it, they lost a spark. You know, Terrence yeah. was that for, for a few years, Terrence was that spark that really put Quesada in people's minds he he promoted the hell out of that brand terrence is one of the best promoters in the cigar business period and they did not they didn't jump on the chance to bring somebody else in to fill that role and i i know that uh, i'm sorry I, is it rachel or raquel 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 so i i, I know that she's been putting more effort into it but and, and I applaud that effort hundred percent, but I don't, if, if the, if, if she doesn't stay consistent with that, then they're going to, I think they're going to see some struggles. Well, I think, I think it's definitely difficult when you lose your, your Tom Brady and Terrence, mm, um, you know, that's, yeah. you know, I cannot understate 
uh, how well he did with that brand. And of course now he's doing so excellently with Agonorsa. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, you know, it's a s- similar situation, like really tough to recover from when you have a talent at that level to replace yeah. that person becomes very challenging. Those are big jazz hands to fill. Very big jazz hands. <laughs> yep. Um, my other two brands in cigars are they're they're both similar in in the fact that they're they're small brands, they're contracted from factories, and they at one point made big splashes in in uh, kind of the cigar nerd community. Um, at different times, but they made big splashes in the cigar nerd community. And, you know, those of us who really do follow uh, bloggers and podcasters and things like that, we heard a lot about these brands, you know, uh, and the first one is MLB Cigar Ventures, Mike Bellity. I, I, I think the cigars that he's put out, I I've great. loved many great, of them. Great guy. Great cigars. Great, cigars. great guy. Great cigars. Fun to absolutely fun to talk to, you know, hilarious individual. He's just a he's a fun guy to yeah. hang out with. And, and but I he's he's gone as far as I can tell, you know, he's been a little bit quieter over the last two years or so in a time during COVID when you would think, okay, I, this is the time that I can really, everybody's at home. Everybody's stuck in front of their computers and their mobile devices. I can, I can capitalize on this and really try to get as much um, as many eyes seeing my product as possible. And, and I, I think he, he didn't, didn't, uh, um, uh, didn't get there. Well, let's and, Matt, let me go a step further and, and I want to, you know, the answer to this question. I'm not sure ever Dave Garrett and I think John, Dave and Dave and John may not know the answer to this, but you all do. Was ML two questions? Was MLB at the trade cigar benches at the trade show this year? I have no idea. They were, they were in the Sutliff booth. Oh, did, oh. You, see, did you see how much traffic was in the Sutliff booth? We actually, yeah. we never made, well, I, Garrett did. I, I did. never made it to the Sutliff booth. Okay, it was, the it was, sla- they were slammed. I mean, Aventura was there. They were slammed because they got all these people buy from Sutliff and they were very into these brands. Mike was not there. Okay. Mike was okay. not there. Okay. That is a bit, that was a bad move. Now I'll just kind of leave it at that. Maybe there was a personal reason. I don't want to get into that piece, but Mike was not there. And that hurt because that was a he had basically a lot of new customers. So something's, you know, wasn't like they weren't at the trade show. But but, man, that was a miss. And, you know, all I see Mike now is sell stuff to the underground. Yeah, that's all. Well, I see. And, the, and that's, the and that's other, easy the to do. Brand, can, yeah. The other brand on my list and then kind of for the same reasons is uh, Recluse Iconic Leaf from Scott Weeks. And I love Scott. Scott I do is, too. Scott's I, a, I, yeah, he's, he's a good friend ab- of mine. Again, he's I, I absolutely love the guy. He's he's one of the easiest people to talk to in the business. Um, he's he's energetic, he's he's enthusiastic. But I I would think that any small brand over these last two years would have would have put more effort into and honestly, effort, money, and time into social media promotion. And so some of this, these are just a couple of the brands that first came to mind. So I put them on the list of, I can't understand why they didn't put the money and the time and the effort into an absolute social media barrage over the last two years. Um, and he, I remember he came out with all those, those, uh, you know, those 
brands that were you know going to be released post FDA, and they most of them never made it. Right. Um, I do know Scotty's a local guy. The only thing I and I and I haven't had this deep conversation with him yet, so I want to be fair. He's been focusing a lot of the business on private labels, so that's what's keeping. It. I think that's been the main focus of his business, at least from what I've seen at this trade show and in 2019. But at some point, recluses that do or die. I mean, now or never. I mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, you're 100 right because that's lost a lot of legs. Now he's got some following in Charlotte because he's local, and so he's in a few shops. He should be in every shop in Charlotte, though. Yeah, that's yeah, and I think the the risk always with private private blends it, it, it keeps the lights on it pays the bill but ultimately you are cannibalizing a little bit from your from your core business um you know and, and, and you do absolutely have to return focus and and spotlight back to your to your core lines for Absol- sure absolutely yeah absolutely and as as far as music goes i really don't have anything you know i just i listen to a lot of like you guys have heard i i most of the stuff I listen to, um, not to go full hipster, but I, it, yeah. most people have never heard of it. So, um, it's just what I've been. And I still listen to, you know, a lot of stuff John mentioned. I still listen to classic 80s stuff and classic 70s stuff and 90s and, um, and obviously a ton of jazz stuff and funk stuff. But, um, I don't, I don't follow the modern music scene very much at all. As no far problem. as mainstream mainstream stuff goes. Yep. Hey. All right. Coop. All right. I'll go now through. Now or never. Quick. You're gonna yeah. blow it off. All right. I'm gonna go through mine quick, but uh, I know because we're running late. But um, leaf by I had warp leaf by Oscar, red hot five years oh. ago. This was a brand that was getting into every humidor's. Mm-hmm. No buzz around this right now. Everything they've tried outside of now. You got to separate Leaf by Oscar from Oscar Valadares. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a difference. This is the Jim Robinson ones. Yeah. Okay, uh, so it's basically anything that says Leaf on it is Jim Robinson. Anything that doesn't say Leaf on it is Oscar Valadares. Yeah. He's tried, you know, the Leaf by Oscars. He had that Leaf by Esteban, which is the Skip Martin one, which was fantastic. He's tried one with James Brown. Leaf he by James. Yep. They did. He did one. I think uh, there was another one he did. Uh, I think it was Omar down at the um, La Corona factory. Leaf by Omar. Yeah. They've gone nowhere. Right. And now I don't see any buzz around these leaf by Oscars. Right. They were, they were just, they were the thing. I mean, I actually had them on my decade list because they were a huge monster. This was when they came in. I mean, they got into, I mean, over a thousand retailers. This was a brand that was just killing it. Right. And yeah. people were into these. Where is it? Where's, what's Jim Robinson doing right now? And look, He's got to do a better job. It's and I tried to interview him. Actually, he's a tough interview too. Yeah. Um. It's like he's a great guy, but he's a great guy, but he's like very yeah. laid back. And I think this brand needs some needs an aggressive force moving forward nationwide. Otherwise, I think it's going to go away. I, I don't see I don't see how it's going to make it. It's a good pick. Yeah, I like it. Now my next one. Okay, I'm going to preface this by saying, <laughs> this is my this is my story. When you see a small company start to make a lot of hires, okay? All right. I'm not talking brokers, but in-house hires, right? It's a Super Bowl move. It it (laughs) fails every time, right? When you do it all at once. And Tarazona, they hired all these people at the beginning of the year. And slowly now, uh, they've all kind of, a lot of them have gone. I don't want to say they all have gone. A lot of them have gone. They were at the trade show. They were in the Sutliff booth as well. They, they had a couple of LEs. Uh, they had the Caraballos, which these LEs and these Caraballos were expensive cigars. 
that's not the way. I mean, that just was a recipe for disaster, right? Um, they did that broomstick release. They did the Island of Misfit toys release and the wrapping paper. The Carabao's are just too expensive. I'm not saying, you know, they, I don't know. I don't, and I don't know if the core Carizona line is just going on, but that didn't end well. I don't think they had a great year. Um, I know they were and give them credit. They were supporting the PCA and all that, but you got to get your core business back going right now. If you, when all these people you hired now they've left and there really isn't a lot of buzz around your brand. Something's not working. Yep. Yep. So that was my other pick. Uh, music, I'll go real quick. Uh, Arcade Fire. Great uh, The Suburbs was was one of the greatest albums of the last decade, won the Grammy. They've done nothing since then, right? They've not capitalized on anything, right? I, I don't know where they're heading right now. And then the other one's ABBA. This was not, and I talked about that. I mean, what is ABBA doing? I think it's, I think, I, I think it's never for them. I think this is one time and it's done. So, I mean, if I you- think... Yeah, I think for Abba, for me, you could just cross out the now and then add the word please at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but I was excited about this. I got to be. Yeah, I know. But no, oh, they'll be doing PBS specials soon. They'll be doing PBS specials and and, and, and you'll see Benny Over. and Bjorn like doing collaborations and stuff. That's what the, this, mm-hmm. is, this is going to go back to insurance. Uh, and, and they won't. And by the way, they won't win record of the year. They got a tote. They got one of those participation trophies. They got yeah. a Grammy nomination. It ain't winning record. Of, if that wins record of the year, then the fix is in is what I'm going to just tell you. The fact that it even got a Grammy nomination. is The worst track the on the album. It was the worst track on the album, too, that got it. Well, imagine how much money they had to pay for that. Like, that's that's a big money there. Yeah, you're talking about you're talking about a band. I mean, there were, you know, I would say there were two bands everyone wanted to see about 20 years ago. Play again. Led Zeppelin and album were the two. Yeah. Uh, Led Zeppelin, they, they, you know, they had that mess at, at live at Live Aid. But when they did that, yes, sh- they did that show in the UK. It was good. Um. So uh, but they but they weren't trying to do it. I think they just kind of threw. they kind of just gave everyone something they wanted to hear. It wasn't like they tried to make this big comeback. I was trying to do something here, which I just don't get. And uh, it's, it was highly disappointing. Everything about it. And I think, you, Dave, you, your words are accurate. <laughs> Oh, all right. So marathon time. Any, any final thoughts on the year? Yeah, we don't have to go through all this, but if you have a couple, let's uh, anybody has any. Sure, I'll I'll, I'll jump in, yeah. uh, start on the positive because uh, I didn't mention it earlier, but um, the the get back documentary on the Beatles. Great, great job. You haven't been able to watch it on on Disney Plus. It's worth subscribing to Disney Plus for 30 days just to watch that documentary. It yes. is probably, in my opinion, one of the top three musical documentaries that have ever been produced. The um, the producer was, um, I've forgotten his name, who did Lord of the Rings, uh, Peter Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, Peter. Uh, you watch the footage and, and part of you goes, I don't see how they captured this quality of, of video and, and audio at the time. Um, it's so spectacularly well done. Uh, I think, you know, some people have accused them of, of driving a narrative, but I don't think that's true. I think a lot of people are taking different things out, uh, out of it that they're putting into it. Um, but if you haven't watched it, you have to watch it. It's just amazingly well produced. If you're a fan of the Beatles, I think you'll be ecstatic. And if you're not a fan of the Beatles, it may make you a fan of the Beatles because it's, mm. it's, it's really well done. Um, personal thing this trend continues every year and i'll continue to complain every year 
Uh, I really, really, really wish we could have more releases in the first half of the year than the last half of the year. I realize that that's not necessarily possible with, with the way that tobacco works and, and growing. However, there used to be a time when our big race was July, August, September for new releases. And we've seen a real transition to September, October, November, and now it's becoming October, November, December. Mm-hmm. And it's getting to the point where like, I'm literally reviewing cigars on Christmas day to try and get mm. them in before the end of the year. And it's, it's untenable. It's just, it's, you know, the cycle for, for good or for bad um, has been calendar year. Maybe that's going to change for developing pallets. I don't know. Um, but it drives me bananas um, for the love of God, please release stuff after the trade show. If you can, Thank you, love surgeon. Um, yeah, <laughs> love it. Uh, yeah, and uh, my final thoughts are, you know, again to reiterate, we are in a in an era where there are a lot of great cigars out there, and it is a blessing to be a part of this this community, this industry, and uh, love every minute of it. Love uh, getting to know all of you guys more and more each year, and. Um, my a few of my goals for this year is to uh, read. I love to read. Um, I especially love audiobooks. And a couple this year that were real standouts were um, book by Quest Love from the Roots. His book called Creative Quest in the audiobook format is fantastic. It is absolutely superb. Um, another one is uh, the Beastie Boys story. Ah, so hundred uh, percent. I if um you want to get both, you want to get both the book, read it, see the pictures, and then you want to listen to the audio podcasts or the audio book portion because they have several celebrities that were uh, a part of their um, coming through that read excerpts and stories that are told in the audio version that aren't in the book. So uh, a big uh, suggestion for everybody to to. Uh, read and listen to that book. And then, you know, just to, you know, it's so popular right now to say, I hate people. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to flip that. And I want, my goal is to just love more, love people. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Um, you know, Matt and I, at the end of every show, we say burn cigars, not bridges. And I want to take it a step further and say, let's build bridges, um, where there aren't any. So great job. That's my uh, goal for 2022. Oh, um, no, that's great. That's um, great. My, it, so I, I, as far as cigars go, and I wrote this and, and it's literally true. I'm just glad to be here. I'm grateful every day to be a part of the cigar community and to be a part of the cigar media community. Um, I, I think it's, uh, it, it's a great group of people and I, I love being a part of it. Um, I, I do believe and we'll see how the year plays out, but I do believe quality control issues in the cigar industry are actually going to get worse this year, not better. Um, and we're going to have to be on the lookout for that. Um, and it's, I, I don't fault anyone for it. It's, it's just very challenging times from product of a, uh, raw material availability and labor availability. It's, I don't fault anyone for it. It's just, it's, it's a rough time that we live in right now. Um, and as far as music goes, I, I really don't follow the, the, the modern music scene as much as I probably should. 
Uh, but I try to recognize talent when I see it and enjoy it. Um, and I've, I've really been going more back to the, the stuff that I loved in my youth. And uh, I, I find as I, I've, I've passed the 50 mark that it brings me comfort and uh, helps me feel a sense of stabilization, <laughs> you know, going back to the music of my youth that uh, mm-hmm. just, you know, puts me in a, a solid place. Coop, you got any final final thoughts? Um, real quick, what I'll go through is, uh, like I said, I think these uh, when I talked about the beginning, the uh, the catalog sales by artists, I think I'm going to continue into 2022. I think we're going to see the beginning of streaming service Armageddon on the way. Hmm. We're going to start seeing not everything available on every streaming service uh, musically. We're already seeing a little bit of it. I think it's going to get worse this year. So I am concerned with, with those two things. Um, I'm not concerned creativity music wise. I think we'll be fine with that. Um, and I think like I said it takes a couple years sometimes out of the pandemic or some a crisis like this for really the creative juices to flow. But I think we're seeing some of it. So I'm positive on that. Um, what I'll just say on cigars is a lot of I'll echo a lot of the thoughts. But it was a good year for online media. But we have made no ground on displacing print media as as the platform of choice. And, uh, you know, and all you have to do is walk into a booth and at the trade show. And, and when there's ratings up there, there is no online ratings. Uh, so that's telling you a story right there that we have more work to do uh, as, a, as a media community. Because we want to have it's, it's, those are very important things to us to have going forward. And, uh, you know, I think like I think a lot of the guys are doing all the right things. I think everyone on this call is doing the right things. So that's not really the issue. But. As a whole, we got to figure out why, why this, if it will, maybe it will never change. I don't know, but we have not made the ground like I've hoped on print media, especially seeing these lists this season. Uh, that's not a reflection on quality of lists. It's just saying you see what's, you see what's happening, uh, which, yep. which of this stuff is being promoted and which isn't. So that was my thoughts. No, it's great. I'm glad that you have um, you, what you said, Garrett, because I had love people on my now or never. So it was good that you put yeah. that. <laughs> on there. Yeah, uh, but it, no I mean I think this year well this year in music has been great like the last couple of years of music have been very good um, so I'm very excited about that uh, but no I mean I just love I just love being able to do the show that people still listen to the show I think that like there's been a lot of great shows like you guys at developing palettes really hit your stride um, and the reviews are just I love <laughs> watching the reviews Um I love I look at the time first and I know if it goes over 12 minutes that like <laughs> surgeon <laughs> or 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 uh, tuna is going to just like blast something. So I'm yeah. really excited for those. And then like you guys, how about that cigar? I mean, that's great. I listened to the show where you went through your bands and to talk about cigars. That, I um, love those. I love those. That things. is great. That's just such a great concept. Yeah. And yeah. your show's doing great things. So I think there's a lot of podcasts are doing really well and some great things out for people and no i love i love i mean we have fun with the now or never um but it's it's just it's just fun to talk with uh people i agree about stuff i agree all right new music coop yeah so uh i'll just kind of mention uh wrap it up um new music segments always sponsored by cigar hustler they're in deltona florida uh i I say visit their stores the, the perfect perfect place to go Great selection, great customer service, great place to smoke, great staff. Uh, if you can't get there, get to CigarHustler.com, get on their email list. Um, if you get on their email list, 
They will tell you uh, when a lot of their limiteds are dropping and uh, you just have to act quick if it's a really hot limited. So you'll want to do that. And of course, if you can't, you know, if you can't get enough of those guys, check out the ace of our hustlers podcast.com. It's one of the be- best ones out there. So they do a great job. So Dave, take it away. New music 45 side a, I had Elvis Costello and the imposters who just, I think that record dropped. I think, I think it did too. Um, I have the track uh, farewell. Okay. This is a lot of harder guitar. It's kind of back to his, like my aim is true days of like the seventies. Cause that came out in 77. Um, I go, I went in and out of Elvis Costello sort of post the nineties, but this really has me interested uh, on his newer stuff. Side B coffee, who is a, uh, a reggae artist. I really like her stuff. She has a record coming out and the single is West Indies is her single sort of paying homage to her uh, homeland and talking about her family and friends. And it's just a great fun track. Like who doesn't love a reggae track about having an all night party? It's just, yeah. it's great. I love it. And you have a bonus track here, Coop. Yeah. Uh, the third single from the Tears for Fears tipping point album has dropped. It's break the man. Uh, uh, I think I wrote ooh, him. That. All I could say is, wow. Um, this is, this is the best of the three tracks. And the, I love the first hmm. two. Uh, Dave, you'll love this song. It's all the female empowerment stuff. So I think you'll, you'll be cool into this yeah. as well. Um, man, they, this album is dropping in February and, um, I think it's going to be a big album. I think they're promoting it in a, I think I love how they're letting the singles drop and they're promoting these singles. Uh, this is, this has been a great move they've made. And, uh, um, yeah. So if you're a tears for fears fan, yeah. This album is for you. That's what I'm going to say. I'm so Coop. I'm very glad you shared that track on on you on Facebook, and it has that break the man track has has vintage tears for fears absolutely feel with a little bit of a new edge to it. So I absolutely love it. It, it. That's exactly how I would describe it. Um, uh, I got to find thank my friend John G. He he tipped me off that it dropped. I knew something was dropping. I had forgotten. And when he sent me the link, I'm like, uh, I was luckily in the card. I was able to immediately connect it to Spotify. So uh, it was, uh, wow. Yeah. If you're, Matt, you said it perfect. Album archaeology homework. So every, we used to, we have these shows we call album archaeology, where you listen to a whole album and go through track by track. And, and so people's album, album archaeology in honor of Glamuary is Motley Crue's Dr. Feelgood. Which I think is like the sort of distillation of all things glam and hair. It's sort of the peak of glam before grunge sort of kills it two years later. Um, but like I said in my notes, I said this record should come with lip gloss, hairspray, and cocaine. Like that's what this record should come with. It is just it is just pure adrenaline. It's got the ballad, your your classic glam ballad with without you, kickstart my heart. Classic nah, glam record. Nah, Give it a great, listen. Yeah, kickstart my heart is a a song <laughs> that brings memories back to the PCA. Yeah, McTavish loves it. You love it, Serge. Get in there. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it it's it. You know, one of the one of the few albums where, um, you know, because there's always like one or two stinkers in an album, and uh, the Doctor Feelgood album, I I don't I don't. I don't feel that there's a stinker on that album. That that is one that I've listened yeah. to hundreds of times, and will continue continue to listen to hundreds more. Yeah. Uh, but I look forward to uh, the homework of going back through that album, <laughs> uh, cover to cover. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 
All right, guys. That's it. That's it, guys. So thank you, Matt, Garrett, John. Great show. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, make sure you tune into How About That Cigar right after this and Developing Palettes. I think are both going to be doing shows right after this airs. So uh, you'll have plenty of all you'll be able to enjoy us all Monday night. Uh, I know DP's doing their count, their their list. And who do you guys have on um, if you're listening to this? We have uh, Mickey Pegg from nice. uh, Mickey's a great guest. Nice. Great guest. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we may start the show probably a little earlier to make sure everyone has time to get to the other shows. So uh, we want we want to show up against that. So normally we do a 7 p.m. start. If you're listening, it's, you'll already know it's starting early. But thanks, yeah. everybody. Dave, thank you as well. And that's going to wrap up. Oh, next show, Dave and I will be posting on social media what it is. So stay tuned on that. Uh, for what it is and when, but we'll have one soon. So, uh, but that's going to wrap up Primetime Jukebox, episode 61 into the Annals of History for this mid-January edition. We'll see everybody next time. Take care, everybody. Take care. Thanks.